My name's Ed Piscor. I do a comic uh, called Hip Hop Family Tree, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Look of the month, yo. And it's a doozy. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, yeah, it is a doozy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's no... It, it, uh, yes. It's not, not really going to be a light and breezy episode. Timely, though. Right. Yeah, we're, and see, that's the thing, I mean, before we get into it, but I mean, this wasn't, we're not, I mean, I, I don't want it to come across like... We're, we're attempting to jump on any bandwagon. We we had our and we'll get into the whole book of the month process. But this was this was planned weeks ago, and we originally would have had had Vince's schedule worked out. We probably would have talked about it last week. So this is strange, strange serendipity here because, yeah. like you said, we we we've been doing the show for a long time. Decided to do this book what two weeks before the national story broke and and. Yeah. And even when the story broke, a part of me thought, oh, that, that's interesting timing. But I must admit, I didn't think, maybe naively so, I didn't think that the story would have the legs that it's had. Because it's still, even as we're recording this, still very much in the, in the national zeitgeist. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's only grown. And, and, and considering it is one school district in one state that's, in an in a re- area that is incredibly conservative anyway i i uh i wouldn't have thought it, it it would reach the crescendo it's reached but i'm glad this story does have legs because there is a contingent that have uh, tirelessly tried to erase this from history and pretend it didn't happen or deny it or push it under the rug and this is a story that never ever should go away never yeah, it should be um, at the forefront of any kind of um, social uh, communique between groups of people or or uh, a historical aspect of it. Just for the old, um, those who uh, turn their back on history are pretty much doomed to repeat it. And we see the rumblings of this kind of garbage even today. And it's ridiculous. But anyway, hey, everybody. You have arrived at 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 782, and I'm Vince B. Hugh are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Indeed you are, and of course, I am Shivek. Oh, <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> you're not Shivek. I can't believe you did it this week. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's funny. It, yeah, kind of, but no... <laughs> You're Jason Wood, everybody, and if you haven't noticed, we have a fourth with us this week, and we thought, hey, who better to talk about a book uh, in the funny animal genre than a man who has, uh, the past couple years, hit the jackpot in the funny animal genre, among other things. It's Tony Fleece. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Yeah, and in, in case you 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 uh, uh, take the funny animal genre appellation with a little bit of a side eye, Mouse is a funny animal comic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of irony surrounding this book, not the least of which the medium, the name of the medium, 
in which it was produced, comics. I mean, you you talk to anyone not informed about the medium of, of comics, and they think, well, comics are supposed to be funny. Um, it's right in the word, comic, comic gulp, and it's anything but funny. But it also the genre of comic that this is, funny animal. Mouse is not funny. Um, there are lighthearted bits scattered throughout the narrative but it's it's anything but funny as uh, it happens in life yeah right but a the funny animal genre means anthropomorphic animals cerebus is a funny animal comic cerebus was not always funny um just like crazy cat is is the progenitor of, of funny animal comics but um it, it doesn't it, it it implies that there's some humor within the 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 narrative but in this case not so much but the 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 uh, the tag still stands. It, it mouse. We three counts. What was that? You think we three counts? That's definitely a funny animal comic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not so anthropomorphic, but they are when they got the robotic stuff, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I would count that as a funny animal comic. Anything that 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 showcases animals in in sequential form is called a funny animal comic, for better or for worse. And that's mm -hmm. some of the things. Uh, that 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 art struggled with um and and if if you've you've read metamouse it's all in there that he he they they kept barraging him with the question why comics why mice well he's like well and he explained you know to whoever was interviewing at the time comics doesn't necessarily mean funny it, comics is just a, a, a tag for sequential art um in panel form right so it's it's that's why i mentioned the irony of it being comics and funny animal i mean it's it's neither uh of the things that those two uh terms imply but anyway we'll get there did we'll you, get did, there uh, jason and, and Zach, did you guys read uh, any metamouse too or just just mm -hmm. i uh yours isn't there yet right Correct. Mine uh, should be here probably next week or so. But it, it's I when I look to purchase it, uh, I already did <laughs> over over ten years ago. Yeah, um, he did not for, for me. <laughs> for me, but yeah, it was a gift for Vince. So Amazon was like, "Hey, you already purchased this," and I'm, I'm following the order. I'm like, "Son of a bitch, I did." Yeah. So um, it's a ridiculous so did, value. I, it's just stupid because yeah. you get all of Mouse with it on the DVD. Oh right, yeah. Oh okay, all right. So yeah, so I'm I'm um I don't own it yet, and I, I I was telling the guys I'm 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 okay with it because after reading the story, the original, um, and knowing we're going to talk about it, I might need a little bit of a breather before I do a deep dive. In sure. Yeah. So so I'm I'm good with waiting another couple of weeks for it to arrive, and then waiting a few days before i crack it open but i am i'm looking forward to because I'm, I'm all about the back matter and whatnot so it's i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah is it still in print i i, I got mine used no I that just not, not that i could i don't think it is yeah. but it's in it dvd so that should tell you something and it's uh, yeah yeah the, but it, i mean and it, and it's in pretty much every freaking language because if you look for it like you'll find it in in spanish and i mean there's there's just a ton of versions of it out right. there i think it's an invaluable resource because um not only the text of the actual physical book but the stuff on the dvd is ridiculous there, there is so much information on the disc you aside from the complete mouse you get the audio recordings of art and and vladek you get 
um, process drawings. It's it's disturbing how much information is on that disc. I haven't popped it in, but I don't think I could handle listening to the audio recordings. I think it'd just be too heartbreaking. Yeah, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's I love it's, that character. I'm it, character. I love that guy so much, Bladek. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. But um, uh, as usual, I forgot about this. This episode is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get your books, get them fast, get them delivered straight to your door for a fraction of what everybody else is paying. The list of specials hasn't been posted yet. It's too early in the month. It will be up very, very soon. And rest assured, those discounts are going to be plentiful and super deep. You're going to save massive amounts of money, which means more comics for you. What could be better? Just head on over to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Take a look around, and you will be stunned at how much you're going to save. They're the, they're the best. Damn, Skippy. Yeah. Well, if you're not um, learned in the, uh, the thing that we call 11 o'clock comics, uh, what we do every month is uh, we have a wonderful group of patrons on patreon.com you could find our page at patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics one one no apostrophe and each month we uh solicit recommendations as to what we should read for our book of the month and then we boil it on down we used to do an 11 item list and they could vote on it and the winner was the book about which we would we would speak but we've we've changed it up a little bit it's a new year and, and now we just take recommendations, and we deliberate, and we come out with a winner. And this month's mi- winner was Art Spiegelman's Mouse. Well, January's winner. Yeah, which is this month, February, meaning, February, yeah, yeah we, right, right. we stepped over the line a little bit because of personal commitments. But this would have happened at the end of January. But unfortunately, we're, we're three days over. But So we're getting it done. And um, I, I usually do my my homework with book of the month and um invest myself in it but this was by far the most work i ever put into a book of the month okay yeah uh because not only did i read both volumes of mouse i also read meta mouse and i read interviews aside uh from the ones published in meta mouse with art uh, and I did a little, I mean, for anyone who's read Mouse, it's not a book that you're going to close the cover and be like, okay, what's next? It mm-hmm. it, it sticks with you, like that thick and, and creamy oatmeal. It sticks to your ribs. Perfect. So um, it had me in, in a little bit of a stupor again, because the last time I read it, wow, was probably 10 years ago. Right. Well, with that in mind, let me, let me ask the question I always ask, which is... <sighs> Uh, and you can start us off, Vince. When when did you first read uh, Mouse? I, uh, as you know, was um, transformed by Art Spiegelman's work from a very early age. Um, once I saw that ace hole midget detective in comics book number one, he he fried my brain, and he had always been on my radar from that moment on. That guy that did that awesome strip in comics book number one, I'm going to read anything he does. So I wasn't um, of age to buy 
um, Funny Animals number one. That's the one with the first um, mouse strip. Right, the, the the short strip. Right, which came book. out before comics book. Was, so what, I seventy two. Yeah, right? seventy two. Yeah. So I wouldn't have known about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read almost all of Mouse in Raw. I missed the first issue of Raw. Okay, and so. All of my mouse came from Raw, and then when the individual volumes came out, I bought those. In fact, I have mouse. I think I've bought every iteration of mouse that's been published. I have. I have the the Raw. I have the two volume Pantheon editions. Both of them are first editions. I have the CD of mouse that came in that clamshell box. I have the complete. Like I have every mouse that's been published. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. Why do I need it again? Sure. But I can't stop. To, to just make sure the listeners know what we're speaking about, Vince mentioned Raw. So Raw was uh, a magazine that Art and his wife co-published. They ran. Um, and he serialized Mouse from 1980 through 1991 in the pages of Raw. Yeah. And then... And then we're talking about the entirety of, of the work today, but it was released in two uh, graphic novels, one in 1986, and then subsequently the, font, the second one in 1991. And then after that, and, and the thing you'd be most likely to find these days is uh, a combination of the two called The Complete Mouse. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I read, I remember exactly when I first read this because I, it was my senior year in college. And so it was 1996. Uh, a professor had mentioned the book. I don't know how we got onto the subject of of comics and graphic novels, but I mentioned that I was a comics fan. And then they said, "Have you have you read Mouse?" And and so I went to a, a Barnes and Noble in Philly and went and found found the volumes and bought them and read it. So um, yeah, so I know that that so that was what twenty almost over 25 years ago. Yep. So. Um, I know that Vince and I know the answer to this already, Dap, but for the uh, sake of the episode, when was the first time you read Mouse? Uh, at the... Oh, uh, it had to have been shortly after the beginning of the year. That's right. First uh, time. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had the book in my possession for a couple of months now, Tony. Yeah. Uh, this, this copy was gifted to me, um, because Tony has threatened to send it to me to make sure I eventually read it. Uh, and I found out that, uh, Tony didn't necessarily buy this copy to send to me. This was actually a, uh, owned by our friend, Max from Geographic Mouse. Nice. Ah, so nice. uh so yeah so he uh so so the two of them the two of you i thank uh for the book um but yeah i i read it and could not um i couldn't put it down it was it was the 
I was pretty much obsessed for that weekend. It it, it was, and anytime I had a few moments for myself, uh, the the book was in my hand and I was on the couch reading it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy, right? Because it's not something that one would think would be. <laughs> it's not a feel good book, no. right? I mean, it's uh, ripping, yeah. right? I mean, oh, well, it is. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. No, I mean the, the conversation between between Art and his father is is just. I I mean it, and there's we'll get into that also, but it it is it. A lot of it was. Not going down memory lane, but it hit home so many things. Just, just right. rekindled mm-hmm. things from from my childhood. So, mm-hmm. so Dap just un- unleashed the recipe. If you ever want to be a guest on Eleven O'clock Comics, all you gotta do is buy us a book. That's right. It's very no, simple. So. Don't say that if you, because oh, we're deluged. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. But yeah, no, I know. Uh, well, it's not a problem when people send us things. It's very lovely, but I don't want them to send us things thinking that uh, it, it is going to get them on the show. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you sent it because because we discussed it probably two or three times at that point. First time we discussed it, David said Moss, and I was I like, "What's he talking what about? Talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about then, the heap?" <laughs> that's when I realized that he hadn't read it yet, and and then we talked about it another time, and finally I was just like. Listen, if I just send it to you, will you will you think about reading it? And I understand the reasons for why you wouldn't want to, too, because I think I said even at the time, like for me, uh, in my Gentile privilege, like it doesn't have the same, you know, like it doesn't hit me in such in a personal way like it might hit you. Um, but I thought like you at least should have it just in case. Mm-hmm. So I hit up Max um, and figuring he would just mail it from his, his warehouse. But he was like, oh, we're out of stock right now. But. He loves the show, too, and he was like, I'll just send David mine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, um, you being a Gentile and, and the fact that y- there may be parts of this book that, um, while it would resonate with anyone, uh, any human being, if you are um, Jewish, they, they, I mean, these pe- Jewish people have lived this. There are generations that have grown up around this horrible incident and um i I, we i mean i went through school like you guys i mean i learned about the the holocaust in school and and even in college i took you know the college level history courses but the the holocaust was never ever more real to me than after i read mouse it cemented everything, like because when you when you are being fed facts and data and dates and events and battles and and what happened here and what that led to, like it's all very clinical, and and yes, you see the photos, the horrible photos, and and they, I mean, if if you're a, a feeling individual, they have to touch you in some way. But the thing about Mouse was art grounded it in the relationship he had with his father like this was a man that lived through this and yes he's not a perfect person he has his 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 uh person his annoying personality ticks and i mean notwithstanding but just the way art framed it in in this dialogue with his dad that made it so much more real to me and it made all, all that information that i learned make more sense it's it's two things it's the it's the the Stalin thing, right? He's the one that said that like uh, one person's a tragedy, a, a million people is a statistic, right? Right, right. It, the Holocaust is so big that when you hear about it in school, when you, when you read about it in a history book, just seeing those numbers, you're just like that. I, my mind can't even process that. But when you tell a story about this guy's father, it's right. just so 
it, it's so real. And then having it be the mice, it's abstracted. So there's no um, barrier between you putting yourself in that position. Like there's no, you're not looking at it as a, as a, a person who's different than you in any way. You're just like, here's, these are these people. These are those other people, but they're all like, you can just put yourself into it automatically, which I think is why it's so important. Right. And, and the, the fact that um, art made the Jews mice, I thought conceptually it was perfect because, yeah, because the Germans that. saw them as vermin. There was e- before, there's we, even- before we jump into the, because that's a pretty big thematic discussion, what, what, to, uh, we didn't get to hear Tony's first experience. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the, I remember the first time I saw Mouse was in Scholastic, uh, like the Scholastic little catalog that they give you in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated by it just because there weren't any other comics in Scholastic, and they said that that was a comic. No and Barfield? I, <laughs> uh, they might have had Garfield, but no comic books. Like, Got it. Comic strips. Different. That came in the newspaper for free already. Um, and then I'd see it in like Wizard and Hero Illustrated. And then when I was going away to college, I went to a yard sale. And I got a chair and an ottoman and a lamp. And the two-volume box set of Mouse. The wow. set was uh, $5. Hmm. Incredible deal. And I read it right then so it was 1997 it was right before i left for college i still have the lamp i read mouse under that same lamp this week just like i did in 1997 which was probably the last time i read it so i've had forgotten a lot about it like even the the narrative structure of it i'd forgotten mm, okay yeah and uh, i mean again before we move on this book cast a huge shadow over my usual diet of exploitation movies because I love exploitation films uh, and there's a certain genre of exploitation movies that is, you know, the the, the, the Holocaust genre, like Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, right? Um, Dave Friedman. And after I read Mouse, I, I, I just can't watch those movies yeah. anymore. Can't do it. You know, and, and what was fine before, when it was just exploitation and violence and statistics and you know the the, the these his, historical anecdotes that I put together in this really horrible ball of of sickness, right? After I read Mouse, I was like, I I just can't watch those. I can't watch them anymore. I can't because it's just. Uh, it there, it's too real to me now in the wake of Ma- Mouse. And that's perfect. That's what this book should do. It should say, hey, that stuff that you enjoyed that exploits the, the, the suffering and genocide of the, the, these people, not cool. But it took Art Spiegelman to, to teach me that. It, 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 it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's not. And I feel kind of bad for enjoying those movies in the past. But... Uh, People grow, I guess. I think that's the theme of this whole episode. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even art as a as a creator, I think most people that know who he is think of him as the creator of Mouse and view him as a serious intellectual who elevated the medium, which is true. He he is those things. 
But to your point, Vince, about people changing, how many of those people who have heard of Mouser know of the name Art Spiegelman realize that Art was making indie comics with an X for decades before this and created the Garbage Pail Kids and was largely successful and in, into the more sophomore puerile side of Oh yeah, and you gotta right. hand it, you gotta give it up to Tops, because if not for Tops, Mouse would have never happened, because that was you mean because of the money he made off Garbage Pail Kids. Well, just the employment he was with Tops right. for, okay. for like free whatever, even as a freelancer, that there was a, a regular flow of of resources that he derived from Tops that mm-hmm. he what enabled him to to focus on Mouse, right. Right. and without that. So those those goofy, um, uh, wacky packages and garbage pail kids and, and stuff like that, you know, they may seem superfluous and, and, and you know, pop culture detritus, but without them, you wouldn't have Mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad you, you, you talked about elevating the medium because I think it's really important to note that at the time of Mouse's release... The medium, uh, which was comics, and the message were perceived to be incongruous, right? That here's a man that is 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 in- investing in this narrative between him and his father with the backdrop of a holocaust with cats and mice. Like, it, it was a quantum leap, not, not in comics, because it, 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 stuff like that had been done before in comics, but to the to the media and and you know John Q public they'd never seen comics used in this way before right and and it, and it what we take for granted now that that the mechanics of comics you know the, the the formal aspects of the medium you could use comics to tell any story it could be you know uh hyper violent or incredibly introspective or or slice of life or superheroes like whatever you can do in film you could do in comics but the 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 public at large had never seen anything like this before mouse so i think what art did not only the one of the reasons why it was a pulitzer prize winning book was because of the subject matter and the way he presented it so so skillfully but it also lit a fire under people saying that thing you took as as just disposable uh entertainment for children not so look what can be done within this this medium and and you you know uh, i think a lot of people have to thank spiegelman for doing that right oh for sure i mean you you just touched on it but again for those that we're going to assume some of you listening have very little knowledge of mouse uh, it won a special Pulitzer Prize in 1992 and was the first and to this day still the only graphic novel to ever win a Pulitzer. So, yeah, yeah. And I think like people like who haven't read it or even just me thinking back on it, have, like having not read it in, in 20 plus years, um, you sort of feel like it's possible that you're conflating the gravity of the the story and what it's about with the quality of the of the work and it's not true like the the reason that that it's i mean it's obviously it's a very important story but it's also just like amazing comics mm-hmm. it's just and and especially for that time like 86 was obviously like a watershed time for comics it's dark knight it's watchmen it's this 
it's a ton of other things like things were changing people who had grown up on comics were getting older and they were making comics that were more mature and then and, and you know like you were saying like you can do anything with these with these comics but this is it's generations ahead of its time like it's just like it's not at all dated at all at all like you pick it up and it reads like it could have been written last week as far as just like the conversationalness of it like it just it's like even when you're reading awful things like the way that it's presented is so perfect like it's just so brilliantly done and so smooth it like smooth is a weird way to describe a story that's so so spiky and so so rocky like this but it's just it's not comforting but it's like it it encourages you to keep reading it like david said he he just kept picking it up yeah and there are horrible, horrible things that happen within the book, but the the character of of Art and his father characters are so real, faults and all, mm-hmm. that that you just need you need to follow these people on their journey. You need to know what right. hap- what happens. Um, he, does, he does such a good job balancing something that you couldn't possibly imagine living through, right? With with something that everybody's lived through right like everybody right. had conversations yeah. with a parent that frustrates them right and that totally like, that's exactly uh yeah, what that's th- the thing oh go ahead no no keep going i was going to say that the thing i think that's also to your point tony about how great this book is and and having i've probably read it maybe four times now but it had been at least 10 years since i read it uh but what was so great about it is like you said even if you don't have any um uh, familial or 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 ethnic connection to to this time or you know the holocaust or even that period of time there's just things about this book because of the 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 humanistic nature of it being a father-son story that i I just don't know how anyone couldn't resonate with we we all have had some facet of our family lives or relationships especially if you're, you're a little older like we are now i mean reading it now as a as a person in my 40s is much different than when i read it the first time while while i was 20 years old right um, but yeah, like it's, it's, there's so much there that's just real, right? I mean, I don't, I've never met Art, obviously I've never met Vladek, but you do come away feeling like you really know them. It just feels genuine. It feels like, it feels like you're seeing them, not a, a characterization of them or a, or a romantic romanticization of them. You, you see them warts and all, and it's, uh, it, that's hard to convey in, in the written form regardless, but to do it in a, in a comic with anthropomorphic characters it's it's wildly impressive i i yeah i you know and i i don't i'm not being a creator myself i'm not even sure i could put into words the mechanisms with which he was able to to achieve that i just know that the the, as a reader i i I came away feeling that way i can off the top of my head of like an autobiographical comic that did a better job of conveying the character without any sort of artifice right like there's no like when you read like an american splendor Harvey does the thing where like he talks to you, you know, yeah. and so mm-hmm. so already there's like a layer of like this isn't real right now, you know, and this it just lo- it was just like you're just looking into like they pulled off the wall of a house, right? Just yeah, like for fun home, it's it's Allison really the narrate narrating, right? Her her the rest of her family. It's it's not really a window into her. It's it's yeah. there's there's some of that in Mouse, like when um 
Vladek says, uh, oh, yeah, like Walt Disney. And Art says, you know what? I got to go get a pencil and write this down because nobody's going to believe this conversation ever took place. <laughs> like there's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I mm-hmm. see you like Animal Man. I see you. You see me. There's a connection here beyond the the two dimensions of the printed page. But w- one of the things that struck me this last reading, the, the most recent reading was um, Art is – unapologetically honest to a I mean to a fault and mm-hmm. and it, in MetaMouse it's the thing that Francois found most attractive in him was his brutal honesty because he doesn't cast himself in a good light in this book well, uh, I wonder it, too it, if at the time at writing writing and drawing this as a younger man if he thought he was casting himself in a better light like, I, I don't know if he had the self-realization at the time to just be like, I'm just going to do warts and all and show what an asshole I am. Or if he was just like, my dad's annoying and I'm going to write about how that's, that's Yeah, I, I, I'm i more inclined to, at at this point in Art's life, I'm more inclined to, to go along with that second point, Tony. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, especially in his his venomous reactions to pivotal events in his mother and father's lives like in in prisoner of hell planet right um anya comes to him and she just she she's she's basically begging him for affection mm-hmm. yeah yeah mom like uh, you love me don't you like yeah yeah mom sure um and, and and he shuns her and then basically calls her a murderer because of the the shadow that her suicide overlaid on his entire life he also calls vladek after he learns that yes he he burned that's how the first volume ends yeah he burned his wife's diaries yeah and 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 he calls vladek a murderer and if you the the relationship between art and his father art went out of his way to distance himself from his father to the point where he deliberately chose a career in which his father had no experience because Vladek was always making art feel bad. Like um, he couldn't do anything, uh, you know, mechanical or, or, or physical as well as his father. Like he would always call him out on, on, on things. And, and so he, he chose a career that his father had no experience with hands off, couldn't criticize him at all. But then He's very willing to pillage his father's memory for data to create what would become his life's work, right? So in, in, in both instances, Anya and Vladek took something of value away from art. She took her life and, 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 and just um, made this gigantic monolith in the middle of his existence that he could not look away from. Your mother committed suicide, right? Um and but it, what, what I'm trying to say is, in both instances, they took things away from art, and he acts like a petulant child. The things that they took away were not his to have. Like the uh, Vladik, those diaries were his wife's, the thing he loved most in his entire lifetime, and he burned them. That was his choice. But Art's like, ah, you're a murderer. Like, I'm sorry my man. Like, I love your work, and I love you, but I think you're a little you're acting out of turn here. You're a little bit of an asshat. And, and um, I, I as, think that's the point too. Like, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's, even, he's brutally even, honest. 
thinking that he was um, self-aware enough to to know that like what an asshole he was painting himself as the whole time. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like, there comes shit. off so lovely, except for in a couple of instances. Yeah. You know, that that part at the end, like, that's the way you end your book. You obviously know that you're in the wrong there. That like, right. You as a chi- as a younger person, he did this comic about his mom, and that was the end of that comic. And then now he's doing this comic about his father, and that's the end of that comic. There's obviously like more to come from that. From that, like, you know, that's not the end of the end of the thing. So I thought that that was definitely intentional, but and al- also like a way that he felt. But I don't think that like that like Art Spiegelman drawing that page still thought that his father was the murderer necessarily. Like that was right because the end is he ends the first volume on that moment, which to me was acknowledging the absurdity of, of the proclamation. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, it would have been just been one beat in the story. It wouldn't have been the crescendo of the story. Yeah, because we don't get the second volume for another five years. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so Vince people did. that read the first volume were like, "Oh my god!" Like that's how it ends. They end with basically Art Spiegelman calling his dad a murderer, and yeah. you being baffled by the whole thing. Right? Yeah. Like, like Vladek was okay to push to you know to push to the curb. Uh, he he annoyed him. He didn't want to be around him. Uh, but when Art needed something, then Art took the initiative and said, "Hey, yeah. Dad, can I come up and talk to you today?" Like, oh, it's because you need something. And and well, it, mm-hmm. no, but the the thing the thing that just the, as a father, and I see it in my son, not so much my girls, but my son, where where he's very impulsive, he'll say things with 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 a fiery temper. Um, the the thing as a father, I see if if I live through the Holocaust, I beat all these odds through sheer ingenuity and let's be honest a whole bunch of luck right but a lot of it had to do with Vladix. he 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 was very smart and when he saw um a means to survive he took it he that's he the, right the, like early on in the book art says that like he always felt that he lived in his father's shadow and that like they, there was nothing he could do to 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 impress this guy and you're like okay and then through the course of the book you see that like Vladix of like a fucking superhero yeah like, yeah exactly any situation exactly. he gets in he gets there he stake he like he looks at everything he figures it out and then he fit that's why he's a survivor because he's he, the can-do guy he's that guy that that we all know someone or know people that are like that where where no matter what the situation they instead of freaking out and saying oh no they say let's find a solve yeah. right and Vladek found solves repeatedly over a 10-month period that were like winning the lottery over and over again right but not with but with that is with his own creativity um so before but before we go on to i do want to i'm trying to be mindful of the fact that again a lot of people haven't read this um i I would imagine most have pieced this together but but this book essentially is art spiegelman's chronicling of his father's journey from right when he's a young man to getting married living through the holocaust and then getting out of the holocaust it's basically a chronicle of that part of of his father vladik's life told through the narrative structure of a frame tale where it's we're seeing the 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 modern interactions of art and his dad uh as he hears these stories and then we see the stories in flashback but but that's what this is about because we've already mentioned him we've mentioned anya who was art's mom who unfortunately committed suicide uh in the 1960s um so yeah i mean there's a lot this 
aside from the fact, and I don't mean aside like as to diminish it, because the whole book is about his experience with the Holocaust. This was a their lives were, were tragic in in many ways, even before the Holocaust, and then after. I mean, th- their their lives were filled with tragedy, um, you know, both before and after, and then of course during. So it was it, it's it was a tough existence that that Vladik and and, and Art's family had to, had lived through for decades. It was right. Yeah, but I mean, I just wanted to um, tie it the the former discussion about Vladik. I just want to tie it to the fact that when he was um, criticizing Art uh, that he couldn't do things as well as as himself, there may be some credence in that because if yeah. you right if you look at all of the 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 inventive ways he stayed alive during the Holocaust, maybe the guy is all the, that he said he was and he had to be because he he escaped death at the hands of the germans where millions of people didn't right so the the fact that art's like ah he's always trying to tell me the best way to do things and how to do how to do this and how to do that maybe you should have listened to him right that that's that's what i'm i'm, I'm getting at that the the things that art found irritating and grating in his father maybe he should have stopped and did a little bit of soul searching and and Put the that's ego what, in the back seat and listen to his dad. That's what's so relatable, and I, I can hear your dad voice talking when when you're talking about this. Is this like every person that's ever bumped up against their father? Yeah, nobody's considering what they've been through or what they've yeah. done or anything. That's right. Like, cool. I'm not listening to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, my father tried to tell me and show me many many things, and I that's never true. I never had time for it. And I tell my son to this day, if I could go back in time, I would have shut my damn mouth and listen to what my father was telling me because he wasn't doing it out of ego or superiority. He was trying to pave a more smooth road for me right. in He's life. To make your life a little easier based on his experiences. And that's the whole thing where, you know, we don't, it, it's, it's just a rite of passage. Every child has to go through this. I know more than my parents. And that is so not true, and and so obviously it's not a Jewish yeah, thing because well, <laughs> I, there are times where it's it's one of those things where <laughs> there are there's so many moments in this book that just kind of it 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 kind of, it it I think it goosebumps, but it it and it wasn't cringy, but I was just like it it just I did that or yeah I've seen that happen and and it's it it irks me because why. What, what was what did, what was the benefit? What what did I get out of it? What did mm-hmm. I lose by doing that? And it's 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 like there are things where it's like well, like Vince just said, if I could go back, if if I if I was smart enough, if if I just shut my mouth or or shut my brain off and just listened, then things would absolutely have gone the way they should have gone it, it, yeah. it, I, i'm not i don't know how to rebuild the goddamn engine so why wouldn't i listen to somebody who actually it, it, it's right. just one of those things where just just and but for me and it's it doesn't make it right it doesn't make it better but for me it also depends this is i've been like this pretty much forever but it also depends on how it's presented and there are moments where i absolutely mm-hmm. am i'm behind art because of the way his father phrases things or mm-hmm. or tries to push his knowledge on him and it's like it it's it's it, it all the, the message is what it is but it but for me it it it's how the the message is packaged and 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 that can 
be abrasive that can rub me the wrong way that can make me turn it off and and not that that that's the thing it, it's just like it's stupid it makes absolutely zero sense but but that's enough for me to just be like that i'm not i, I can't I, I i don't want to put up with this i don't want to hear this because i don't I, it, there are other ways you could have said this to me is is what it comes down to and, mm-hmm. and it's but but again this is a man who was born in a time in a country where i mean and and what's awesome about this story is that there's no there, there's no there's no translations there's no it, it's there, there are certain phrases but but the way dad speaks that's the way you read it there's it, oh. it's it's broken english it's 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 just the way it's structured and it, it just it absolutely whether if, if wherever i go there are people who speak like this especially older people if i'm over by the eli lab in in on the college you know there are just people who i know who sound this way and it it just it it all of that part kind of just emphasized it or, or, or made it a little bit more personal for me it, it's go ahead Tony. you know what i was thinking about the whole time i was reading this because i was going to bring that up too is i could not stop thinking about claremont and just how like at the same time that this is coming out claremont's writing nightcrawler like with all that goofy German sounding silliness. My God, Liebchen. Yeah. And and just like this guy does it. Per- That's what I meant when it was ahead of its time. Like it's just like perfect dialect. Like you never get hung up on what he's saying, but you understand, like you hear his voice when you read it just by the way that he wrote it. And, and I don't feel like. Yeah, he- that's really well said. Cause yeah, I mean, I, you're right. It, that's part of the charm is that, is that it just feels like you're, you're, you're hearing them speak because it's written that way i'm reminded of, a, of an interview years ago i heard i heard bendis give where he was talking about uh, the reason that i guess the question was something like why are you so good at at, at writing dialogue and he said well in pre- presuming i am you know he, he was like saying that the, basically the key to writing dialogue is that you can't write it you have to say it out loud to yourself you have to make sure that it re- it because typing out something it may read completely differently you have to you have to write it so that when someone's reading it in their head it sounds like a r- real speech and a lot of a lot of writing in particular comics writing isn't done that way and, and hadn't been done that way and that's certainly true and i think that spiegelman certainly is uh, is a master of 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 of, of, of quote unquote real talk you know and it's it's impressive i will say it's interesting here you guys talk about the 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 father son dynamic because it's obviously one of the major themes of the book and and for me it was really a, a a totally different experience because when I first read this in my twenties, um, I mean you 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 David and Vince you know this but but I, I mean my relationship with my father was 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 in many ways um, like without conflict uh, yeah. I, I I mean and I know that's unusual I'm just saying we just yeah. had a really a really different relationship I, I never really had conflict with my dad uh, and so like I didn't when I read this the first time, I didn't pick any, I mean, I, obviously I saw the theme of the father son, but I didn't really have any meaning to me. It didn't, I didn't feel that part. It didn't, it didn't have any resonance with me. Um, it just seemed like, Oh, that, that sucks that his relationship with his dad is like that. Like I'm glad mine isn't, but reading it this time now, a father of three teenagers and in particular, uh, my oldest, you know, who's 18 and in college now. And, and we've had many, we butted heads like two rams many times in his life. I was like totally knocked on my ass by it in a way that I hadn't been the other times I've read this book because I'm the father now. And I think I have been guilty of not to the extent that Vladek speaks to his son that way, but I have certainly been guilty of, of him thinking I'm being 
put, put, you know, uh, uh, to proselytize and to and to sort of speak as though I'm the authority because, of course, I am, and 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 an expectation that he should just listen to me because I know better, and 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 I. So I really, whereas I think it hit you guys when you read it at first from the angle of, oh, I've had this relationship with my dad. For me, it was I've had this relationship with my son. No, a hundred percent. When I first read it, similarly. Like my the conflicts that I had with my father were like the regular teenager father conflicts, you know. Um, but and not being a parent myself since then, uh, my father and I only argue. Like we only are at like uh, at odds. Like mm-hmm. ever since I was old enough to vote, um, and so th- like reading it this time, I didn't even remember thinking back. Like I said at the beginning, like I didn't remember that it was so much about the father son relationship because all I would remember is like the Holocaust stuff, right? Yeah, survivors. There's yeah. a- time it just is so resonant because. It is just like a grown man talking to his older father and, and like all of that stuff. It, it's at least 50% of the book, at least. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a, a passage in uh, Meta Mouse where Spiegelman calls out Harvey Picar. You mentioned him before. And uh, Spiegelman said that in a comics journal interview, Harvey said that um, Art should have been a better son mm. to Vladek. And... Uh, art criticizes them a little bit, uh, which uh, makes me believe that a lot of the things that Art put in the book, uh, where he casts himself not is not in such a great light, is is more on the side of of presenting the facts as they happened, um, not not trying to make him him look like uh, you know the angsty son. That's just the way it happened, and and when I first read it. I was team art all the way, like way back as it was coming out in, in, in raw, I was definitely team art. Like this man is annoying as hell. And the things he does are, are ridiculous. And and he's always preaching and telling me how to do things. And now I'm definitely team Vladek. I I think art did his father a, a tremendous disservice. If, if the events in mouse are presented as they happened, I have to agree with Harvey Picard that Art could have been a better son to his father. Mm-hmm. Um, did it really impact him that his dad wanted to save the wooden matches when, when he could get free matches in the lobby of the hotel down the street? Like, wh- How does that have any bearing on your life? If this is something that makes your father happy, or it's a concern in his life, something... A man who has endured horrible events in his life. If this is the thing that that lights a spark under him, just let him do it. What do you care? And and the scene where Art, where where Vladek tries to bring back the open food, mm-hmm. and 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 Art's cringing in the car with his wife, watching Vladek have a discussion with the manager, and the manager just throws up his hands and like, okay, just take the food back, because he wears him down. That's the tenacity of Vladek. That's why he survived the war. Such a great scene, too, though, because the scene Vince is talking about is from the second volume. Vladek is moving out of a cabin that he's been staying in and he wants to return all the groceries that he hasn't used, including he, most of the fr- cereal that he's yeah. returning. He's trying to tape the box back up and take it back. But he's like, surely they can use it. <laughs> and we watch the whole scene from inside the car with 
art and what's his wife's name francois francois and and they're just both freaking out and then and then vladik comes back into the car and he's like no, it was fine. I told him, you know, what had happened. I told him about my wife, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. about the survivor, and uh, about what happened in Auschwitz, and then, then they they were fine with it. I mean, seriously, if you're a manager and somebody hits you with the Auschwitz card, you're just like, <laughs> all right. No, no, <laughs> doubt. Yeah. no doubt. Yeah. But he knew that. He knew the manager would cave. If he played that that Holocaust survivor card, he knew he was going to yeah. get what he – but that's the thing that makes Vladik – so admirable as a character he wants something and he'll get it and that that's what kept him alive that's the kind of thing where i'm like i'm I'm reading it and i'm like that's 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 me and my brother going to the movies with my grandmother and she's packing the snacks that we're going to sneak in because she's not going to spend the money at the concession stand and I know that that other people do that now and then, and, and it seems to be common where you know someone will hit up uh, five below right next to the movie theater so they can go in with the five pound bag of goobers. But at at when when you're a kid and you're going to the movies and you see all these other kids at the concession stand, it's so I understand that Art would be embarrassed about the matches, about the food, because it's like you're embarrassing me, but you're not. But but Vladik's not embarrassing himself, and he's fine with it. And you have to be old enough; you have to get to that point where you're just like, he's going to do what he's going to do. It doesn't affect me. Art, as old as he is in this story, it does affect him, and he he's embarrassed because it's like, why are you doing? We have money. Why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. And but but Art didn't live his father's life, and this is what. Vladek is doing. And but that's just, that's the thing yeah. that pisses me off, though, because Art was delineating his father's experience in the Holocaust at that time. But that's what I'm saying, to give young shithead Art Spiegelman the benefit of the doubt, is that he was still hearing the, the story at that time. Like, he yes. Was still, he was still getting it all the way. It, 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 yeah. it didn't marinate yet. This but was, it, but, was happening oh, yeah, it doesn't have to <laughs> marinate. If, 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 if Dad tells you... He's recording it so he can play it back and and write the story, draw the story later. But at, in the moment, this is what he's going through. This is what he's thinking. So I'm I, I'm 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 not okay with it, but I understand how it's playing out. But so, but if your dad tells you that I I saved this crust of bread in my pocket and mm-hmm. didn't eat food for two days because I knew I wasn't going to get any food, doesn't that cast a, a light on the fact that th- the reason not, why he wants to bring? This not if you've heard it ever since yeah. you've been growing up. Somebody yeah. new, somebody who's just introduced to that story, that might hit them differently and be like, holy shit, I need to listen to this person. But if he's your son, if this is your father telling you this and this isn't the first time you're hearing it, it's like enough already. I get it. Yes, you survived. I'm glad you're here. But that's, can we turn the page and move on? Right. That's incredibly disrespectful. Every time Art's like, Dad, I need a new pair of shoes for school or Dad, I, I need a new pencil. And he has to hear, well, you know, I, I survived. And, and you're just and, – and again, the, the, that's the – I think that's the key here is that it's it's – for him, it wasn't hearing the stories of this incredible man who survived – against the most impossible of odds in a in, in in a in a genocidal torture environment for a year he's hearing it as his dad who is on his ass all the time anytime he asks for something and like and again that's something that most can identify and you're just like dude i've heard it already i get it like let me live and so this was his journey in trying to connect to his dad in a, in a way and figure it out and the other thing too we can't forget is 
you know, Art said he thought this would take two years tops to do from talking to his dad, getting the notes and doing this project. He figured it was a two year project max. And it took him, what, uh, 13, 11 years? To because complete? he he dreaded the Auschwitz phase. Right. He yeah. dreaded doing it. So it wasn't the fact that he was investing, well, he was investing time in the project, but he he specifically says i'm just i just can't get to this auschwitz phase i i i'm i i'm again i'm dreading it so yes so there's, it's difficult he, to have empathy i mean i'll just again go back to being a parent i i i see it in my own kids empathy is difficult for particularly for young males totally I, agree I, i'm not going to say for i can't speak to young females because i don't have don't have any daughters so maybe it's the same for young females although my wife insists that it's not that, that females are and we're stereotyping here but but generally speaking young women have far more empathy than young men at least in this country because they're and, smarter but go ahead well okay but 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 more but so so again like i i totally get the idea that art at this point in his life when he's starting this journey doesn't have a lot of empathy for his dad. Sure, he understand. Like, sure, I, I'm sure his understanding of the magnitude of the Holocaust was beyond academic in the way that for most of us it was as kids. But it still wasn't much beyond it, I don't think, because he still had to then have the counterpoint of it coming from his dad, who annoyed the shit out of him every day. Well, and, and it, so it, you know, it really shows when you read the the original Mouse in the in Meta Mouse that was published in what was it called? Was it Funny Animals? Funny Animals, yeah. Yeah, like no. he's he's coming at it from a, a much more um, uh, like a less respectful place even then. Like the style's more cartoony, and it's just sort of like he's just trying something out. And the and you know like the cat the Nazis are called like catsies, and it and he, they did call it like Mauschwitz and stuff like that. Where in in the in the actual mouse, the the final mouse, like everything is just what it was called. The, the only thing that's different is that the characters are drawn like mouse and the Nazis are draw, drawn like cats. Well, there is but, a chapter called Mauschwitz in, yeah, in yeah, yeah, but that's not what the. But then they change it. Mauschwitz. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, the, that original one is like I thought it was so interesting reading that in in the Meta Mouse, just because you see like what a, a, a young man ten years younger took a swing at this thing, and just. I mean, for me, it was a total whiff, you know, because it's just like this is not it, you know. Like it doesn't have any of the uh, the the gravitas. It doesn't have any of the the stuff that makes Mouse Mouse. It's just sort of like an interesting experiment. He was trying something out. Where and, and it's not like he wasn't making good comics then, because the the one about his mother, even though it was sort of like a, a My Chemical Romance song, was still like a, a powerful comic a powerful short comic yeah yeah but the the thing about prisoner of, of hell planet is that he wears the uniform of a of a um a camp uh of a prisoner he he wears the same uniform that the germans gave to the prisoners of auschwitz in this that comic he's putting himself in the same role as the the Jews that yeah, died in the way it's yeah, like yeah. what really I mean I, I get it I mean it that you're absolutely right and I think because the emphasis was on you know he had just been let out of the mental hospital I just I I just equated the outfit as you know, that's what he wore in the asylum but you're absolutely right it's almost it. exact to the the, yeah, the yeah. uniform that the Jews wear in in Auschwitz it's all it is that, the same uniform. I don't think they had the hats. 
They had the hats. They had the hats because yeah. because he, he looked beat, beat. yeah. Vlad, Vladik looked like a general, all in his spiffy outfit when when he went to go teach English oh, to, to yeah. the Polish guy. But and papers as well. <laughs> I the uh, I was I obviously I went in blind. I did not know. I had no knowledge that. I, I was expecting this to be a story that, um, uh, from the father's perspective, but just of of that time in Europe and in the camps. I had no idea that, uh, and and just because I didn't do any research on it ahead of time, but I had no idea that the whole book that 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 the story is told as a, as his father telling him this story and that's how it was presented which so i had no knowledge of that and it didn't it it it, i didn't know what to expect going in but it was which probably aided my ability to just consume it as quickly as i did because it 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 just it read a lot it was easier for me to to take as as it's presented as instead of it was just a straightforward art Going ahead and telling his father's story from beginning to to the end of, of of the war, but I I so th- th- that's just me saying you know whatever you, if you haven't read this yet and whatever you think it may be uh, you might be wrong. I don't think it would be nearly as impactful if it was just a straight right anecdote. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the 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 thing that elevates this above personal memoir of of Vladek's experiences in in the war is the fact that he frames it in this father-son relationship without that it's it's just another horrible holocaust tale but the the thing that puts the 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 human element into it is to the reactions that art has to his father's words and and the reactions Vladek has to his son's actions like that's what that's the wrapper around the whole thing. I picked up, uh, after, like, after I reread this, I've been sitting on um, Antarctic Press did a translation of the manga Cat Shit 1. Do you know about that, Vince? I, I love yeah, it. I've talked I, about I, it before, I, yeah. Yeah, and, and the um, the omnibus is in this month's uh, previews collecting all three volumes. I mean, I guess I'll get that too, but it's no, it's nowhere near as engaging. Like, no, like, no, it just not. drops you into it's just straight war stories. It just drops you into a thing, and they're just saying like the the abbreviations for thing, and then there's a little asterisk that says what the thing is. Like, it's just it's sort of like uh, it, it's I mean, it's, it's very data heavy. It's like a tech manual. Yes. Yeah. It's not personal at all. It's no, like, and there's no reason for these characters to be animals, other than the yeah. fact that they're animals. But yeah. I think the conceptual hook that elevates Mouse above that is the the cat and mice concept. But the, again, the art is so slick and so subtle that he'll show himself in the book wearing a mouse mask. Yeah. And yeah, that, that I mean that one scene where he's he's at the drawing board and he's got the mouse mask on, and his his drawing board is positioned on a mound of dead jews he's basically telling you he realizes that his life's work is built on the deaths of all these people well and that's also that like they don't do a lot of um tricks in this like there's no like 
super cliffhangery page turns or anything like they'll just it's just straightforward like this happened this happened mm-hmm. this happened this happened but on that page i have that page bookmarked because i wanted to talk about it because they do it is a trick and they do like you just go from chapter one to chapter two of the second volume and just spoilers obviously <laughs> chapter two starts and he just says vladic died of congestive heart failure on august 18th 1982 mm-hmm. like a fucking brutal yeah yeah yeah. you're in this story you're reading along with it you like you're you're you see you still have 100 pages left (laughs) right but but the the fact that vladek died of congestive heart failure does not even come close to the realization of what he had become before he died that last page and and i I think the the last panel the the last panel in this completely oh. destroys me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the second panel. That's the second panel that, I, that 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 punches me in the gut. But it it's there's yeah, I mean he I'm tired from talking and 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 fucking calls him by his brother's name. Yep. Yep. And and then and, and he's like it's enough stories for now and and then at the bottom of the page is is his tombstone. But holy fuck. And that's and that's another part where it's just like yeah, that's that's grandparents that's just i mean that's that's it's, it's funny that we we've all highlighted that particular page or two to discuss because that's one of the i have a little list here of key moments and and that the thing to me about that that sequence is that you know i think throughout this book visually speaking there aren't a lot of um there aren't a lot of uh uh abstract or symbolic uh illustrations it, it's it's largely drawn realistically and then i just remember getting into to book two in that part where he's sitting like you said on on the mound of bodies at this draft camp and i thought oh art is stretching himself here he's 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 being more uh illustrative he's being a little bit more abstract and using the comics page in a way that that is not realistic and and it i, I felt like for most of the book it is drawn far more realistic which is fine i mean it's very effective but i thought oh it's interesting like he stretched he kind of stretched himself there and started taking a little bit more liberties as he went on with the book which which again probably is as much to do with with how many years it took and his confidence as a storyteller but i just it really kind of stuck out to me as a as, as very uh anathema to to visually to what came before in the first volume it, it reminded me of obviously a, a much <laughs> not as important to work but still a great work is they did the same trick in in the last reckless or in the second to last reckless, where they say something's going to happen that hasn't happened in the story yet, and you're just like, oh, fuck you, like you're trying, like it's like you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah and it better not happen because I will go right. to Brew Baker's yes. house. Yeah, <laughs> but but the 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 thing about it, he does get very conceptual, but you wouldn't know it if you didn't read Metamouse because. He he in in striving to present everything as factually mm-hmm. uh, accurate as possible. There was uh, 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 during their discussions, um, Art said, "Yeah, but what about the 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 orchestra at Auschwitz?" And Vladek says, "There was no orchestra there." And Art's like, "Dad, it's been documented. There have been things written by the or- that by the surviving." orchestra members there was an orchestra at auschwitz and and vladek's like well i didn't see it and there's a, a sequence in i think it's the second volume where there is an orchestra there but be, but because his father didn't remember the orchestra the orchestra quickly gets obscured by a line of jews but 
or prisoners. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't call them prisoners. And if you look at the building behind the orchestra, it's a uh, a sequence of horizontal lines, and the the very top of some of the instruments pierce the horizontal lines, and it looks like a staff. And Art said, I did that on purpose because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to argue with my father. If he didn't see the orchestra there, then so be it. Maybe he was on a, a different part of the, the, the compound and he never heard it or saw it. But the data bears out that there is, there was an orchestra at Auschwitz. So he did that as a way of saying, okay, there are two views of this thing, my father's and other people's and so i'm going to put this orchestra in there and then i'm going to make this music this this analog to a, a musical note notation and that's to me that was like wow that is conceptually rich like to use when the instruments as notes on this this obscured staff that's that was just brilliant there's the page in volume one where he's he's introducing you to the members of his extended family and you're looking through that window and then they pull back and they go into each single panel and, and they're still explaining who those people are. But the panels now are the same contents of the windows that you've been looking. You know the one I'm talking right. about? Right. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like that sort of formal stuff, I, like, I feel like that is just him sort of having fun, you know? Like, he's, he's doing such a long work that he's like, all right, well, let me do something interesting here. But, like, the storytelling is so straightforward for the most of it. That like it obviously took a lot of work, but it seems effortless um, because I feel like he sort of decided like, well, all right, we're going to do the the magical realism thing where we're going to have mice and cats and they can talk and there's not going to be any other, you know, you can't do two tricks at the same time, right? So he's just doing this. Like the trick is that we're doing we're drawing these characters as animals, and that's the trick that we're doing. So most of the time he's not doing like he's just doing really straightforward stuff. But yeah, every once in a while he'll do some formal stuff, and then those two, like shocking moments—the one at the very end and the one um, where Vladik Vladik dies before he dies—really uh, stood out to me. It's just like super impactful, yeah. and it's interesting too that th those are both in the second volume, where like this sort of uh, trying to do something different stuff that he did in the first volume. Like Vladik sees his comic, and then we reread his whole comic. And then that sort of like double beat where he calls his mom a murderer and he calls his dad a murderer. I feel like that's sort of like the equivalent to that stuff in right. the first volume. Yeah. But yeah, volume two is just like he's he's well, you know, art yeah. art to me, art has always cracked open the the formal aspects of comics because again, going back to comics book, my first exposure, there's a splash page to Ace Hole, right? And in the old EC cameo type deal with the circles right he he shows the tool he used to render each character like ace hole he shows a brush instead of a a, a a cameo of the face of ace hole the detective he shows a brush going into the the circular panel and drawing making marks and then for like potato head there's a a, a marker that comes in and for granted there's a pen nib so he shows you the tools he used to delineate those characters in lieu of a, a drawing of the characters and i didn't get it when i was 10 but now it's like you are a, a, a crafty mother mm -hmm. like that that just that speaks to you know 
the the way the comics were made and the 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 narrative overlaid on top of the the formal aspect so it's like he's he's having his cake and he's he's eating it too and it's like i don't there hasn't been too many creators panther does it uh, i'm not going to make a, a laundry list but there haven't been too many creators in in my experience that have pierced the the formal aspects of of the medium like art spiegelman didn't they do a collection of comics book? I, I'm going to shamefully admit that this is my only Art Spiegelman. Uh, they it, yes and no. The there's a, a an oversized best of comics book, but a complete reprinting of everything in comics book. No, but they're all the good stuff. Well, I shouldn't say that. All the all the really noteworthy stuff is in that book, but it's by far not complete. But you can get stuff in that i would just buy the issues yeah i found all four of them for 45 bucks i'm good well there's five. Oh god damn it i think i had first three all you need really all you really need is the first issue i'm just saying that because it's one of my favorite things of all time but it it kind of as marvel abandoned it and kitchen sink picked it up it's good but it's nowhere near like the first two issues are almost perfect so mm. whatever you bought, if you bought four of them, that's that's good enough. The, the the fifth issue is good, but it's not. It's like a shadow of what was. You know what? I'm gonna get four. I'm having a good year. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Look at you. Seriously, lighting cigars uh, with hundred dollar bills. Right? Seriously, seriously. You know the other thing too is a lot of times when we talk about books that are uh, of a certain age, we we it's important to try and convey the context of what it was like in the moment right so, like obviously as we started the episode this is a very timely discussion not that we planned it that way but um when this was coming out there so being a child of the 80s i definitely felt like we i felt like the at least the public educational system in my area was certainly not um they were certainly more than capable and did teach the Holocaust and, and the atrocities of it. Right. Like, I don't think they hid the, I don't feel like our history teachers hid from it. I think it was very front and center. It's one of the things I remember vividly learning about. Um, I remember seeing, uh, having the opportunity at, 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 at several assemblies in my school years of, of, of hearing directly from Holocaust survivors. Um, and I think they're very much informed and helped, cement the the historical severity of all of it uh i don't feel as though today there's as much emphasis on it um i think part of that is generational it's it's been another two generations since that happened so there aren't that many if any holocaust survivors around anymore and and so forth and so on but but i i mentioned that because when this was coming out in, in the mid 80s and then the penultimate in in the early 90s this was a time when our country was most broadly learning and accepting the Holocaust in a way that I don't know that the average person had had done before. And and I think Mouse played a big part in that. Um, but like the second volume came out in 91, the uh, Schindler's List came out in 93 and the Holocaust Museum in D.C. opened in 93 the early nineties were a pivotal time yes. uh, for, for 
bringing to light the magnitude of the Holocaust to the average American person. And, uh, uh, and I just think that, um, you know, I, I don't know that I can, I'm not a historian. I can't say that, that art and mouse were, were the, the match that lit that. Cause certainly there were plenty of other very, very well done, uh, mostly prose accounts of, of the Holocaust before this. So I'm not going to try and say like art was the first one to do it. it certainly wasn't. Um, I mean, Diary of a Young Girl obviously was written in 1947, and I think most of us had to read it in school. Um, but I just think that it was definitely a part of this cultural phenomenon. There was a, a, a five-year window there where, where I do think the Holocaust was brought to light uh, and, and was shown a light on it in a way that we hadn't done before uh, in this country. You know, I, I can't speak to how it was how it was in, in, in Europe. I'm sure it was much much closer to home in Europe and, and probably much more in the forefront. But here, I think that's that was that was the time for it and. And being a kid, it, it, that was my high school and, and college years. That that that's probably why I feel such a strong appreciation and affinity for the subject matter in a way that uh, you know, even though I'm I am a you know, as they say, gentile. So yeah, it just was was the right time. And and I think again, I don't know if art like was the impetus for this, but he certainly was a big part of it. Like he yeah, was part I of think the suit so for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing that breaks my heart is all of the progress that was made. In, in bringing this story to the forefront of, of the, the uh, I guess you could say, pop culture, or, or the, the making it mainstream, in, in which it breaks my heart because now you see events happening today that kind of um, undo a, a lot of, of the work that was done where it, you, you have people in the streets of Florida openly flying the swastika and and the governor does nothing to to condemn it you, you have um, where was this book where was mouse recently banned Tennessee yeah you, you have a, a, a library in Tennessee that that took the that banned the book took it off their shelves and and when when that happened, there were people on Twitter that were irate that this book was being banned. And I guess rightly so, but I had a laugh and at the whole ordeal because and I didn't feel bad because my 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 take on the matter was was echoed by Stephen King, of all people. And and basically he said was whenever someone bans a book, there's a reason why they ban it. And, and they, they don't want you to read it. So what you do is you take these books that they're, that they're trying to, to remove from your, your, your consciousness and you write them down and you go get these books and you read them. Banning does nothing other than take the, the work, the banned work in question and bring it to your consciousness. Like look at what happened in the wake of this banning. Mouse was number one on Amazon. It is still number one, and it's sold out. Right, an, it is sold out, out and it is sold are, out at Barnes and on Barnes and Noble. So, so ban the book all you want, libraries. People are going. You're doing nothing than alerting people to the fact that somebody doesn't want you to read this. If somebody tells you not to do something, especially if you're a kid, you're going to do it all the more. So, yes, ban the hell out of these books, and you're doing nothing but getting them into the hands of people that that want to read them. I believe yeah, there are some comic shops that are actually sending the book to Tennessee students for free. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it should be, it absolutely should be read. If, if, if you're, oh. if you're yeah. in high school, I, I, I mean, yes, read, read it. Don't, 
fucking wait till you're almost 50 to read this thing. It, it's it's one of those things where I it it blows my mind that I mean what what are you trying to protect people from? What do you think you're protecting people from by banning a book like this? It's, I read the I read the transcript today of the of the school board meeting where they banned it because I'm a, a masochist, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, but it is just like the four of us are people who reading is important to, who are empathetic people because we've read books and we've read fiction and nonfiction. And we understand that like outside of our lives there are other lives that are happening and et cetera, et cetera. But it really was just like a, a you know, a whole meeting where the whole time I'm just thinking like these motherfuckers don't think it's important to read anything, you know, like right. doesn't make a difference. All they need is for their children to get a diploma so they can get out of high school and do whatever the next thing is they do. And they don't, they're not looking for their kids to become like empathetic people or smart people. They're not like, they don't connect reading with being a, a decent person. Like, those well, are two that I, I, they do. Them. There's one book that they, they think people should read. And, yeah, and that didn't come up but, at all. But th- therein lies the problem. That I, I think they banned mouse because if they said there, they said there was nudity in oh, it. Mouse, yeah, the, the little mice penises. Yeah, and but which and, maybe a, a panel or two. I mean, surprisingly, it, like they they were talking about a version because they were also talking about curse words, and the version they were talking about the the school district had already gone through and whited out. All of it. so like if it said bitch, it just said B and yeah. had S whited out. So like even that wasn't enough for them. Like so, something else was was clearly at play. But to, it didn't Amazing. sound like these were racists as much as they were just like ignorant, dumb dumbs who don't sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, and it may be a little cliche to even say this, but I I think mouse should be required reading. It should be in in high school curriculums because. It, it alerts you to the fact to keep an eye out when a, a particular group of people are targeted as being, for whatever, unsavory, uh, you know what I mean? And then you, here's where the cliche comes in, because in, in, in the very narrative of Mouse, you see groups of people that are like, they don't get involved because whatever's happening doesn't include them, like, like the Polish people. Uh, right, that that they see the these the Jews being rounded up, and they're like, you know, let's go, just don't be involved, don't get involved, don't see. Mm-hmm. In Czechoslovakia, right, and and that's the 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 message of that is when when you see people being targeted and you do nothing, eventually that's going to swing around and include you, like when they came for the Jews and I did nothing, yep. you know, that kind of 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 cautionary tale, and it's very important to be exposed to this because we see this happening today there 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 are are people that are being sidelined because of who they are or what they look like or the color of their skin and and you need to do something if if only someone within the narrative of mouse groups of people stood up and said hey this is wrong because the nazis weren't didn't come to power overnight it was a gradual thing, and people just turned a blind eye to it. But if people rose up and said, "This is unjust. Stop this," I, you know, I who, do, who am I to say? I don't think. I, I think part of this could have been stopped, could have been alleviated, but that's just me 
giving humanity maybe the benefit of the doubt? I don't know. But, I mean, Vince, I think we're going to see <laughs> like what happens when somebody says uh, this is unjust, this isn't okay. Like, I feel like I don't think we're living in, in Nazi Germany times or, 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 or in Poland or anything like that, but I feel like we're definitely in a time now where you can sort of see things shifting and yeah. things changing and people are people, saying this is fucked up. People are and, sick of it, yeah. And you got to assume that also people must have still been saying this is fucked up then too, but it's... They just weren't doing anything about well, it. Well, no, but, but also it's not that they... Yes, they weren't doing anything, but when you look at... It's... First of all, I, I it, it it's... It, it, I'm not going to say it's a Jewish thing. It's just something that I'm familiar with because I've seen it, but there are times... I mean, I know people... Who are just like it's not our business, or it's it's you know, or or they're just like listen, you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. I'm gonna stay out of it. I'm not gonna put up a fight. No fuss. And when you starve people, when you weaken them to the point where you can basically just cripple them by pushing them over, you're you're the bigger and badder person, and you have the guns, and you have all these. Doesn't matter how many people you have. But when they're weak and they can barely stand up, they're not going to put up much of a fight. It, they're, they're barely surviving now, but it you just you have to bring them to that point where it's it doesn't matter how many they are in their numbers because they're they're not strong enough to come together to do anything. So, it, but the, the the other people were is what I'm saying, right? The 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 people that weren't a target of the Aryan race. Could. Oh, was it? But right, but like you said, you know. So, but but then they came for me. But it wasn't their business. It, it's like I'm going to leave he, them alone. They're going to take. You know, they, they, we're we're not part of it. We're 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 okay because they're not after us. But that's it. They they should. It should be their business. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And, to, but, but by uh, the time that they would say like, "Oh Jesus, we got to do something," it's too late. Like it is too late. Right. It's like because the, yeah. their numbers aren't aren't where they were. Yeah. It's the frog in the the the, the simmering water. I get it. Or you have people sure. who are just, or, or 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 like like my family, and I mean, and I I I, I asked, um, I I wanted to double check, but I, I I checked with my aunt, I I checked with my dad, and I I did want to know because maybe I was you know maybe I didn't want to have the conversation, maybe I didn't want to hear about it when I was younger and dumber, and and maybe things were said and I wasn't aware of, but um, it it it. My great grandparents, they, those that were in Europe, they, they were out after the First World War. Uh, so, so we weren't the the prices, the Simons, the, the, the they, we weren't as far as I know. Uh, nobody in my none of my ancestors were lost in, in in the camps and and for whatever reason and and i know we've tried i i, I my aunt did tell me that my great-grandparents did try to help but um there were uh there were some that were basically uh turned away at at in from the u.s because because they were sick but um it it's you had people who Yes, when 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 they did come for them, if the numbers weren't there, it's either because there wasn't anybody left to fight, or others just 
left the country and and yeah. went somewhere else because it's just it it, it, it was just, mm-hmm. well my well, people weren't exactly on the side of light in this situation well, i was going to say and again you know depending on people's pension for history they may not realize the the this story is 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 uh, the Spiegelmans were Polish Jews, uh, and yeah. and that's significant. Again, if you're not familiar with with the history of of, of World War II and the Holocaust, that there were about three three and a half million Jews in Poland um, at the start of of, of Hitler's rise, and uh, most historians peg somewhere between 2.8 and 3 million deaths of those people. So yeah. we're, we're talking about 90% of, of, of people that were Jewish in Poland being killed. Uh, and that is like, that, while the Holocaust spread to, to Jews all across Europe, uh, Poland was the epicenter of, 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 the, of the worst fit. Now, now Ru- Russian Jews also were killed in an insane amount. There were, there were well over a million and a half Russian Jews killed, but, but, that was roughly half of the Jewish population of Russia, but Poland, almost everybody that was Jewish in Poland was wiped out. Uh, and, and I'm not in any way saying this to belittle the losses that other European countries endured, but not, it just pales in comparison. I mean, right. um, you know, in Czechoslovakia, there were, you know, 350,000 Jews, 260,000 were, were killed. Right. So, I mean, those two places were the other countries didn't see anything like it. And I bring that up because, you know, as Dapp, as you said, like you talk to your family, I mean, talk about like there was luck involved part of the luck was where you were jewish um well it, yeah my, you know my, if, if you, my great yeah, grandparents you, left poland in in like 1960 1970 yeah exactly <sighs> that's what i'm saying like if you if you were jewish at the start of this in a few of these countries poland being the you, you know you you were you were going it was going to be almost impossible for you to uh, have gotten out, whereas some of the other peripheral countries, which did eventually fall under Hitler's control at least temporarily, were able to. And again, as soon as you had some means, but it, but were able to to emigrate out, right? And that's why, um, like I think when we talk about the Holocaust now, we kind of talk about it omnibus, like the holistic yeah, impact the on Jews in yeah. Europe, yeah. and and that's certainly fine. I mean, because the magnitude is ridiculous and staggering, but like. It definitely mattered, like, because obviously there are lots of, of Jewish Americans now, like a lot of whether or not your family had direct Holocaust lineage comes from what 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 country they were living in leading into the 30s. Right. Like that's that's yeah. really what had to it was. And it was luck of the draw, essentially. It was because they, they invaded Poland. They even touched on that in the book, just in that his aunt and uncle, Art's aunt and uncle were just vacationing in, in the yeah. States when 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 everything went down and, and then. After everything finished, like every after uh, Vladek and Nadja survived, they go live with them, and and these the their sister Nadja's sister doesn't even want to hear about it. They're just like, ah, oh, it's it's distasteful. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's uncomfortable to talk about that uh, this crazy thing that 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 her sister and brother in law had been through. It was, I, I, I mean, it's just him retelling his family's history, but it also was just so. Uh, informative and and sort of like informed the larger picture of it, just saying like there were other people who who had a completely different experience, mm-hmm. and, and this is how this is how specifically these people dealt with it. Well, Vladek's experience yeah. is an absolute trip, right? Because he's not. I mean, like first of all, they 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 are Polish Jews, right? They live in Poland, and then but because Anya gets massive postpartum depression and uh, talk about. Uh, 
let's let's give it up for it. I mean, I know our, we don't live in a perfect world, but at least uh, the way that we handle postpartum depression in in our lifetimes is a lot better than the way they did back ways. then. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Anya gets postpartum depression after giving birth to Art's uh, older brother Rashu, and and basically, be, you know, she's depressed. And what do they do rather than deal with it? Like they they bring her to a sanitarium in Czechoslovakia, mm. and Art is there, not at the sanitarium, but nearby while she's at the sanitarium, and that's. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that Vladik, and that's and that is when essentially uh, Hitler takes over Poland. I mean, the Nazis take over control of Poland, and then they come back from. She's released from the sanitarium. They come back to Poland, and it's an entirely different situation. Then, dude gets freaking. Then he he's a he enlists into the war as a as a sol, as a Polish soldier. He becomes a prisoner of war and is at a camp. And then they release him. Like he gets out. Like so, he's already in a camp as a prisoner of war gets released, comes back home, and then ends up becoming, as we know, back into yeah. the system again and sent to Auschwitz, which as as just a straight up uh, Jewish prisoner now, which is like it's incredible to think that dude was a was was in camps twice. Twice. Like not once but twice. Yeah, that's what makes the story so miraculous. All it's of incredible. He had every odd against him and managed to to through through sheer intellect and ingenuity and and just the 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 drive to stay alive because uh i mean the at the one point uh vladik and anya are separated in auschwitz and it i mean if that's not enough how not even separated in auschwitz she was in a different camp entirely she was in birkenau right which in proximity but but separate yeah he arranges for her to come to auschwitz but but can you resourceful that just by like and this too, like the part where Art calls his dad a murderer, and they lost his mother's journal and stuff like that. So it's obviously all just told from Vladik's perspective. But he's so fucking resourceful that like he befriends a woman guard from the other camp, and that basically protects her through the end of the war. Yeah, he know? he starves himself and and gives her quote gifts in order for her to to you know, keep tabs on, on Anya. But then after that, she realized how much he loved her and was doing it for the fact that to keep these two beings mm-hmm. alive because of their feelings for each other. Um, but the, the, the thing that, that just boggles my mind is, and I can't even inject myself into the same circumstances, was the fact that they sent Rishu away to to escape the horrors of the war and his guardian yeah his aunt his aunt poisoned yep. he and yeah. her so imagine number 1 having to separate yourself from your child which i would never ever be able to do number 1 that would break me right there but not only to separate yourself from for a child from your child but to learn after the fact that your child is dead and so the the one part where where um Anya just flings herself onto the ground and she's like why am i even alive how do i even keep going but Nadja. no anya, anya because Nadja's is Nadja's nope. his his daughter oh i'm sorry no you're good uh how do you even persevere in the fact of losing a child now you're in a concentration camp why would you even want to stay alive 
what what compels you to keep breathing at that yeah. point? Like it's just to 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 read the events are one thing, but to try and insert yourself mm-hmm. into the same like y- you would be broken in a second. Well, that's the crazy thing when when Vladik on his deathbed calls Art Rashu. Like yeah. I hate it. I can't. Oh, I, can't. I, I mean, I wanted to throw up because it's oh. the the you know Rashu is was was was. I mean, we're talking at that point. What was it? Uh, 60 or now 50 years later i mean his son he died as a child like and it's like right what was going on in vladik's head in that moment that like because art wasn't like not only was he a was he not not only was he a different child but he was an adult whereas like any memory of vladik would have had of rishu would have been as a child and vladik lived spent 50-ish years with art and he spent what three years with Rishu, right? Like, like because he was gone for part of his life. Like, yeah. It, it's just, like, I, I I tried to think about what it must have felt like for... And I'm sure in the moment with his dad dying, like, I'm sure, hopefully, by that point, Art had learned grace and empathy, but it still had to hurt in a meaningful way and, and haunted him as to, why did he call Absolutely. me Rishu? But like, see, we, I have a totally different take on that sequence. Okay. The fact that he calls Art Rishu the the child that died decades before here you have a man who had overcome insurmountable odds he's a superhero mm-hmm. in a in a sense and his very being is destroyed by dementia mm-hmm. yeah, the, that's he, Right, he he fought. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, he he yeah, fought okay. against okay. everything and mm-hmm. and overcame all of these horrors, and something as commonplace dementia as as honest. as dementia yeah. just took the being that oh, he yeah. was and okay. threw it oh, away. Yeah. I've that seen I've seen that firsthand. Oh yeah, it Maybe is too. it yeah, is a yeah. it is a bitch. And I know you said it with your mom. Yeah, yeah and it just it 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 that. Out of everything in the two volumes, that struck the most personal chord with me. To have an identity for the majority of your life. This is my being. This is who I am. And then this thing that is unbeatable. You can't escape it. If it, if it wants you, it's going to get you. And to have him overcome everything in his life and just be brought down by this commonplace thing it it just it just, it kills me. It destroys me at the end when when he calls him that. It, 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 and it stings even more because obviously it, it's not malicious. There was no intent behind it. It was just it was that it's because of the disease and it's, it's like, a fact. Of, yeah, it's just, just the way it is. That, oh my god! I, yeah, what with his mother with Anya, she decided to take her life. Right. So she she overcame with the help of her husband mm-hmm. the 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 death camps, and then she said, "All right, my terms." This is what I'm doing. I'm going out like this. So it, she had a choice. Vladik doesn't have a choice. Didn't have a choice at the end of this. I'm well, sure. I'm sure. No, but that- I, I don't. Th- yeah, but 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 Vladik does not strike me as the type of person who would. No, 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 no. Would, not to say, go, but but in one instance, it's a conscious choice to take action and end it all. Yeah. Where where no, he probably wouldn't decide that, but. Who's to say he wouldn't? He he but didn't. I mean, he doesn't. Act, the 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 free will to act in in his own accord is taken away from him. He doesn't even know who he is at the well the beginnings of dementia. I'm assuming that it got progressively worse until he died. Right. The fact that all of the things he did were erased 
this 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 thing this this uh, dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever it was has taken all that and just like a whiteboard just wiped it out it 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 for all intents and purposes it doesn't exist anymore that's 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 shattering like that is just it's a horrible horrible way for this character to go out yes yeah, and no, just yeah. for for as much as art like bitched about his father and sort of like was at odds with the with with what his father wanted to do and stuff like um his dad only ever like even when he was sort of like giving him a hard time like you could tell that he only ever celebrated his son you know like he only ever was proud of him and, and and like you know like whatever choices he was making or whatever like he would even be like oh you'll be like walt disney you're a great cartoonist yeah you know? um and it's just so you know like yeah or like how his dad wanted him to stay for the whole summer like yes yes yeah you'll sure, stay right? with us yeah and then you'll move to me with you you, you yeah as well move to Rigo park and he calls yeah. him darling like oh yeah. come oh, on yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he that, that, but that but is, again the the thing that that brought a tear to my eye a little bit was the fact that art or, or Vladik has no conception of comics. You're going to draw pictures for your life. Mm-hmm. This is how yeah. you make money. And when he reads prisoner of hell planet, he's, he doesn't criticize art. He, he doesn't um, take offense at the fact that his pers- parts of his personal life were displayed for the public. He just says, Oh, it, it's good that you could get this out of your system. Mm-hmm. There's a purity too in the way that uh, that Art did this book relative to his father and his mother, which is that uh, you know because his mom committed suicide before he started this journey, and because her diaries were destroyed, um, we learn a lot about her and and her part in this. But it's all told from the aspect of Vladik and Art. Yeah. It's it's Art doesn't use this book to try and. S- Whereas he, he definitely uses this book to try and come to terms with his father and their relationship. He doesn't do that with his mom in this book. And no. You, and I'm sure, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in the guy's mouth, but I'm sure if, 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 if my mother committed suicide when I was a teenager, uh, knowing, and then I found out knowing the journey that she had been on, I, I would be unendingly fascinated and trying to figure out the whys and wherefores of her and her thoughts and motivations. But since he doesn't have access to them directly, like he does with his dad, he doesn't put it in the book. He doesn't try and fill in the blanks. And I I think that took a lot of, uh, well, I, I'm presuming it took some restraint. I, maybe maybe it didn't. Maybe he was just being, but, but either way, whether it took whether or not it took restraint, that's for him to say. Uh, it, it definitely felt pure to me. I, I appreciated that that he told the story of the of the narrative that he had at, at his disposal. Um, even though his mom's vantage would have been something I'm sure he very much wanted to put into this book. He just didn't have access to it. Right. So, but I mean, in, in the wake of a suicide, especially the suicide of a parent, I think it's, it's, it's instinctual and, and, and immediate reaction from the, the surviving child to say, well, to think, well, I mustn't have been a compelling enough reason for my mother to stay around, right? Therefore, oh sure. I mean, kids blame themselves for their parents' divorce. I can only imagine what they do, what they would do if their parent killed themselves. Right, right. So, right. so I, I wasn't. My presence wasn't large enough in her life to convince her to stick around, to to share existence with me. Okay, I get that. But mm-hmm. in in Prisoner of Hell Planet, his mother just wants him to say that she loves him 
or he loves her, and he can't even bring himself to do it. So a, a lot of the 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 weight of his mother's suicide on his life. I I I, I don't buy it. I, I I don't because you had an opportunity to to expose your love for your mother, and you turned away and downplayed it. Yeah, sure, mom. I love yeah. Like yeah, but basically that's a moment. Like that's why he records that the way that he did. Like right, but which is again yeah. I mean that's uh, like the, how many stories do people have of like oh I the last thing I said to them was fuck you right right yeah yeah. It doesn't mean he didn't love them. It meant no, that, of course they not. Ended, they didn't. It didn't, end, didn't go the way that if he could do it all over again, he 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 would because he realized he didn't he didn't take advantage of the well, but, of the opportunities. Who? But maybe if he consoled her and showed her a little bit of. Uh, I mean, again, she obviously had some some uh, psych issues, right? So whether or not he told her he loved her, maybe it wouldn't even have factored into her decision. But as, I mean, there was one thing growing up in an Italian family. Uh, we always said, you never go to bed mad. Yep. And, it, and if you, you leave to, to go somewhere, you always, always make sure before you leave that you tell the people that you're separating yourself from that you love them because you never know what's going to happen. That was, that was hammered into me. That's yeah. And that's, that, that, that is, that was, so my father's side is, is Jewish and, uh, by mother's side, um, my grandmother, uh, is Italian. My grandfather came from France and that was something that my grandmother said every night that, Nobody ever. So if my brother and I got into a tiff, if there was if there was something going on, and we were upset at each other, my grandmother wasn't having it. She's like, you know, nobody nobody in this house goes to bed yeah. angry. And it's a simple and effective way of of just stopping the bullshit. Yeah, I see it with my son, not the girls. My son will rail against my wife. He will go off the deep end, and I always tell him. Go tell your mother you love her. Give her a hug because yep. it, it's so important to her, and it's so so simple an act. Like I I've done it with my mother and father. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't maybe I didn't feel completely like doing it in the moment, but I did it. And I, yeah. I mean, in that respect, I think it's I, a noble and and not uncommon perspective. And and I don't want to go too far afield here and get away from the book, but I I personally think it's it's also like often bullshit. Like not to go to bed angry. Like a lot of times, especially family, like you, you have legitimate reasons to be like super angry or upset or hurt, and it's not cured by a, a peck on the cheek and a love you. Like that's that's, and I'm not saying that was the case with you guys. I'm saying, but it, I've it, having lived through those same kind of mantras. Like I think oftentimes that's bullshit, and it it obfuscates you getting to the heart of the real issues and trying to solve them. Like it's okay to be angry. It's okay to have feelings you should deal with them and why and not like set some clock and say oh well before we go to bed let's pretend that and let's let's no no no, no. Up again and, uh, no, I, I think know you're not what you're saying but i i hate i i i, cr- I personally cringe at the truism of like never go to bed angry like there are plenty of reasons to go to bed angry like because if the person that angered you and was and you were legitimately angered wasn't didn't make amends to you by the time you go to bed in a legitimate way then you should go to bed angry and then in the morning maybe you can deal with it like that's I, I I don't I don't know I, that it's mentally healthier to just be like I'll love you like let's move on. No, so I I, up. I love you, but I think you're missing the point here. The the point of saying never go to bed angry is not to discard any kind of 
uh, feelings, uh, negative feelings or, or, or uh, antagonistic feelings you have, whatever the situation with the person, the point of saying don't go to bed mad is to acknowledge the fact that you are bonded to this person. You're connected to this person in a way that you are not connected to any other group of people on this planet. This is your father or your mother. Mm-hmm. You you are part of a of a connection that supersedes any kind of argument you may have. Not to put the argument or erase the argument, but to just acknowledge that this is your blood. Sure. That's I what that. I just don't ascribe to it, right? I mean, I haven't talked to my mother in over thirty years, so I, I, I just don't live that. That's just a core. That is a core belief in my life. I, I just don't believe in. I don't. Right. Like I'm far closer to you two, Jamokes, and you mean more to me, and you're not blood than my mother. Who I, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. It, it, it also is a way of saying take that ego you're so fond of and cram it up your ass because the the, the bond that you have with this person this blood bond is far stronger than any kind of ego that to me sure. is what it means i'm not saying you're wrong but f- the the way i operate the way i con- conduct my my life is i don't care what kind of argument i get with my kids or my wife in the end these are the people that that I matter matter most to me, and these are the people to which I'm most uh, connected. So, I mean, for good or bad, whatever. Yeah, I think that's a commonly held belief. It's just one I don't ascribe to. That's all. Do you have brothers and sisters? No, I'm the only child. Me too. I wish I had brothers and sisters. That's no judgment. I was just asking, like. No, I I got. No, no, no. Listen again. I'm not. I'm not in any way trying to say. Like, I just think it's a person, like a very personal thing, and and like for me. I'm very much like I I like I low key detest the idea that blood is thicker than water. Like I I I think a lot of people keep a lot of toxic fucked up people in their lives because they're quote unquote family, and I don't know why that should matter if they're if they're if they're if they have a negative impact on your life. Yeah, you should have the conscious mind to extricate yourself from them and surround yourself with people who do care about you. Like, but again, I understand that that's. Every one of us is our our feelings on that are born. I'm sure 99% by our own personal journeys, of which mine directed me into that path, and that's just fine. Yeah. I'm, but there, I'm just saying. There's I, a a section in the book where Art calls out his dead brother, and 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 says, "You know what? I, I'm I'm competing with a with a ghost because th- this child is dead, and he was perfect." and uh, only lived for what like three four years um i could never live up to this child because um he never did anything bad because he never matured to the to the point where he had he made the decision to do anything bad or act untoward towards the parents he was always a child so one of the things that struck me in the book was that art was like man i I can't compete against this this kid's untouchable and now here i am the survivor of all this and my father finds fault in every single thing i do where um the 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 uh, the chord that it struck with me was that um art is uh alone basically in life with his with his you know his parents or his father mostly but um like my mom lost two kids before me they were married 11 years and then they had me but they lost a couple kids maybe two maybe three before me and i'm thinking well what if 
what if they didn't? Like, it would be awesome to have siblings. Like Jason, I've gone through life alone. And now, uh, basically, my parents are, are gone. Every, most of my relatives are gone. So it's just me. Even though I have this, this, this family life, I have no f- blood relatives other than my children left. And, and Art's like, well, how do I, how do I escape the shadow of this ghost child? I would kill for, for what he to have what he had lost. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like a, just a, a sibling. And um, I, but I understand, and, and I, I, I can wrap my head around the fact that the father elevated Rishiu to a certain point. But I don't think he did it intentionally. I don't think Vladik was like, mm-hmm. you know, this this thing was this child was perfect because he didn't really seriously. How well do you know a four year old child? Yeah. Right. I mean, they were almost like stepbrothers in a way, right? Because, I mean, Rashu was dead before Art was born, so it's... Right, but they were they they weren't stepbrothers. They no, were... no, I just mean emotionally, like like right. Art, I get like, it. Like, yeah. re, he had no, he literally had no relationship with Rashu ever. Rashu was always, Rishu, he like you said, he he was a his specter. only relationship was with the ghost of Rashu. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the 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 downtrodden events of this book. I mean, not not the major ones like Auschwitz, but the the tangential. Stuff like the losing of a child and her in a mental institution. It's like, oh my God, any right. any one of these things would destroy a person. But to to make a, it's like Dagwood making a sandwich, just laying all this stuff over each other. And at the end, you have this mountain of 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 just disastrous events. And here you have Vladek comes out and he's like, I'm gonna save this match. Because I don't want to use it. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting when you think about where we are now with s- such an overt sensitivity to any kind of trauma, right? Safe spaces, triggers, microaggressions. And and, and, and again, I'm not saying that in a pejorative way like we shouldn't be sensitive to those issues. I'm not saying that. But, but reading this and you think about Vladek or any Holocaust survivor's journey... And you can understand why they would have said that it was all nonsense. Oh, right? true, so like, true. Yeah, like, like he, you could see him laughing hysterically and mocking a, a news program he's watching where they're talking about microaggressions or safe spaces, right? Yep. Because he's like, "You have got to be kidding me!" <laughs> yes. Like, I, like you have any idea what I had to do for six years of my life, and then like, so it, it is fascinating because I do think with all of these things time matters right like generationally the the the, the generation our our parents and and their parents were so connected to this in a in a much more visceral way so but but for us it it, it and for our kids it's just it's ethereal they just don't they they don't get it they have no like sure again like they can read the books watch the movie like they they can see but but they don't there's no connectivity to the emotional trauma of what this kind of life would have been like yes right? which is which is why this book should be consumed yeah 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 sure. and and books like it they, they, they should never be banned or hidden or 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 removed from the public consciousness these things should be at the forefront because of things like this like i'm not belittling any of those things but when you have to hide in a bathroom to save yourself from going to a gas chamber what 
like how does how does anything today compare to that like it it just it just boggles the mind we're you know saving um a shirt because if you get typhoid or it's perceived that you have typhoid or lice that's a death sentence like what compares to that I don't know. I, 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 I can't I can't find anything today. Um, like, what like what's so brilliant about it is by telling about us about this, not just by showing us the, the actual tragedy that happened, but by showing a person who we identify with as they learn about it at the same time is like it gives you that sort of like disconnect where where you can absorb this information because somebody else is sitting there going like wait that really happened you know or what about this when when did this happen like the 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 way that spiegelman chose to uh to like convey this information doing this sort of like interviewee interviewer format it it just it makes it it, i mean it's like a perfect comic book it's like a a perfect uh, information delivery system because again like reading that stuff in history books, reading that stuff in articles or newspapers or whatever, like, it's just too much, you know? Like, you can't even fathom it. And you need somebody to, to be sitting in between you and the actual thing and going, like, wait, for, for, for real? Or, like, uh, clarify, please. You know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think art was entirely altruistic in the need to document his father's experience. Oh, no. I, I don't think he was... Um, he was documenting a experience. The fact that it was his father was, I don't think, irrelevant, but I don't think it mattered as much to him. I think Art saw that that initial mouse that he made, and he saw the reaction to it and mm-hmm. said, hmm, I could make art here. Not not that I could, I could um, crystallize my dad's experience in the war i could i was more to the point where i can use my father's experience in the war to make art right it's like i think that's right i think that comes across in the book that it's it's even until the end it's largely an annoyance for him to have to go and make these recordings right it's it's it's, right it's it's a means to an end it's not let me try and better understand my dad and, and 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 build a bond with him it's it's He's an asset, and I'm going to utilize that asset. Right. Uh, I agree, and I think and, he, I think he and and to to his credit, I guess he I think it comes across in the way he tells the story. I don't like I don't. It doesn't seem like he's making himself out to be more heroic than he was. Yeah, and like, but the thing that boggles my mind is I'm sorry, Tony. The like, oh, go ahead. the the fact that he managed to uh, attract the attention of this woman that is far out of his league, uh, Francois. And she finds the thing that I find most, well, somewhat detestable in art was his, his honesty to the, to a fault where she finds that attractive. And, and, and his, 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 um, ways of manipulating his dad to give him information in order to make this, this, this thing. And, and, and in the process cast himself in, in, in a very, very, what I think not, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Not, it's, it's not very complimentary. 
<laughs> the the way he and but she's like oh this is beautiful that's the way that that's what turned my head it's like really this woman is is i mean if you've seen pictures of francois she's a she was gorgeous and a very very handsome woman and you, you know just the fact that he managed to um not even try and 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 attract the attention of this woman it's like whoa art's a very lucky man not in the fact that not only in the fact that he he managed to to attract her attention but the fact that he just kind of stumbled into mouse right and Mm -hmm. he he did a short that yeah people say oh this is kind of neat you know and he's "Mm, maybe i could do something with this and he had the resources available to him to do it it's just like it seems like in 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 Vladek's case, where things just kind of fell into place for him because he was smart, because he was inventive and resourceful. I think Art's very much like his dad in that sense, where he saw all these things available to him and he used them to his own ends. Now, in Vladek's case, it was to stay alive. But in Art's case, it was to make something that would outlast probably every iteration of his blood till the end of time mm-hmm. you know this this book's not going to go away so they're very similar in that sense where again resourceful uh inventive but i think to different ends where where vladik was just doing it to keep breathing um art did it in a very less um benign way he did it to to give him something to create which, uh, you know, that's good, but uh, okay. But in, in the grand scheme of things, I think Vladek's achievement is far greater than than Art's. But who's to say? Because I'm reading Vladek's achievement through Art. So guess the joke's on me, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think you can t- minimize Art Spiegelman's achievement with this book. Like, he, he, he was not lucky but like he was in a position where he had this story i was gonna say it's like that some luck thing where he has like a turtle and a guitar case and the like these are the <laughs> things he has to work with that he can make art with. yeah and and he you know what survivor father and like but a lot of people had survivor fathers and a lot of people weren't equipped to make exactly like right. right which is he why i say he's he's vladek's son right he's, mm-hmm. he's got a lot of dad in him but i'm glad you 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 touched on something that I wanted to, to make sure I said was we all think that Watchmen is the goat when it comes to graphic novels and in a lot of ways it is but I think Mouse is a more important book than Watchmen Watchmen plays with the formal aspects of comics in a way that had never been done before and i guess you could argue since right but it's it's firmly nestled within the the fantasy realm of comics right where mouse does all that but its message is i think far more important than than watchmen i'm not saying it's a better book than watchmen i'm saying it's more of an important book I I would agree with that. And I think what also works in Watchmen's favor is that you have Alan Moore attached to it. And would would anybody would we be talking about Watchmen if it wasn't written? Ah, but it, Watchmen's great. I mean, there's no question. It it is the pinnacle of what can be done within 
yes. superhero male comics. male power fantasy superhero yeah, if you're comics. A superhero comics fan, I would absolutely recommend yeah, you but read Watchmen. I, but yeah, I, the, I think anybody, yes. superhero fan or not, I think everyone yeah. should read Mouse. It goes beyond the printed page. It it yeah. it, it connects with the very fabric of existence in a way that Watchmen could never hope to do. You, oh. you you can thrill to the exploits of this god on Mars, you know, feeling sorry for himself because he can't connect with people and this this psycho on the streets, you know, trying to eradicate his 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 Ditkoian uh, notions of 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 good and evil. But Watchmen or or Mouse strikes a chord that is universal. Everybody can understand. The permutations of this story and the, the ramifications yeah. of this story. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I mean, obviously, we are comparing apples to oranges, right? I mean, one is a work of fiction meant yes. just to entertain. One is 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 meant to make you understand a vitally important and horrific Shh. part of yeah. human condition. So no, it's, we, like, it's like to me, it's like Band of Brothers is amazing, and so is The Sopranos. I, I'm not going to say you know, they're, but they're entirely different. They exist for entirely different reasons, even though they're both television shows. Yeah, but we we like to rank things, right? I mean, and you know that that's a that's a a human thing. We we love to make lists and and say this is better than that. And but I mean, I love both of them, and I think they're both monumental works. But I think it's interesting that like David is definitely the person we've heard the least from, and he's the one that sort of experienced it for the first time. What like. Explain explain what it's like to read this for the first time as somebody in their deep, deep 40s. Because we <laughs> read it when we were kids. Yeah. Well, not so much kids, but yeah. <laughs> you read it when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I... I... I it's weird. I, I, I kind of don't know... How to answer that? It, it's it, would I have? Um, this is something that I am. It's it's weird to say. Part of me wishes I read it when I was younger, because uh, it should have been something that I could recommend to people or, or refer to as as years went on. But I don't. Uh, it, it would have just been drawings and words that that. I would have just read and and I'm sure it would have had some impact, but not the impact it had last month. It 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 it. There's some things that you just need to have some experience with, or 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 just some years on to get a bigger under a deeper understanding of it. And that this is something that that would have likely been lost on younger me it it it's not not in its entirety but there are a lot of things whereas i'm as as i think about my grandparents and and my relatives and and i kind of associate or um compare it it's uh as i've gotten older there are certain things like okay for example there page 194 in, in in the complete version there's that that page when Vladik visits, uh, goes back to the bunker and and sees Mandelbaum and 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 th- that page where he's he's handing him 
he's replacing um, Spoon. He's he's giving him a new pair of shoes. Yeah. And then he gives him a belt and Mailman just fucking loses it. And that that hits me harder than Dad's last panel. And and it it, it just because it, it there's something about that where he's 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 sobbing because he now has a belt and 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 I that that just he saved his life. He it, it's 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 something that you could think would be so inconsequential and but but not to him and and because of his reaction because and 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 Vladek knew that this would mean something to him. He may not have expected that sort of reaction, but obviously yes, he needs this. I'm helping my friend. I'm going to give this to him. But but Mandelbaum just absolutely it, it is it's it's the manner from heaven. He just he could not this is the only thing he wants and and he has it and and he's he, he's he's losing it that this is this this was given to him and where they are what they're dealing with a fucking belt is what just it it's i that hit me harder than anything in the book and it's mm-hmm. it's the weirdest thing and and would that have hit me that way 20 years ago absolutely not well vladik put himself at at risk to get that belt but he well, he could yes, have easily been killed but, for doing what he okay. did but but i think that's one of the things that kept vladik alive yes he manipulated people he had to in order to stay alive but i think his compassion for just his his fellow man was one of the things that that kept him I, I don't want to put any mystical spin on it, but the fact that Vladik was a human being in a in a sea of people thinking just for themselves, I think that gave him a, a slight edge against the odds. I always go, I, I love love the scene where the Polish priest looks at Vladik's arm, and he he's going by the numbers tattooed on his arm yes, and he yeah, and he says yeah, oh this is very good 18. because you add this and it means this and it's very good and you add the whole thing and it's 18 and this means another thing and it's like don't i mean i i don't think i don't put too much stock in numerology um people can get really crazy with it but it it meant something to to uh vladik at the time and that priest and then and i think it's specifically said in the book Art says, "Man, that guy was a saint, because he he came to you in amidst this this horror, and specifically called out all these numbers on your arm. He could have been totally bullshitting you, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He took the time to to talk you down from the ledge, and and convince you that these numbers actually meant something. And Vladik says, he goes, and from that moment on, I was invigorated. I was changed. Whether or not it's true." is almost irrelevant but the fact that he believed it means a lot right and and i and i think that that he carried that through in the fact that he then did things to other people knowing that it could cost him his life to do it but he did it anyway because it was the right thing to do and i think that that gave vladik a bit of an edge he was a human being a human soul in uh, in this sea of just ugliness and self-centeredness and and just people just you know looking out for themselves david's right though like 20 years ago reading this i i zip right past the belt stuff i zip right past the father son stuff i was just looking for 
the meat, like the yeah. historical stuff that happened, because that was so interesting to me that as somebody that didn't know, you know, only knew from history class what had happened to, to sort of have a closer look at it. That's what I was sort of like focused on and, and, and reading past all this, you know, like when you're reading a comic and there's like a, just a shitload of caption boxes and you're just sort of like, ah, da, 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 and then you want to get to the thing where Spider-Man says, whatever the quip right. that he says. No, no like, I totally all that stuff that wasn't the Holocaust to get to the Holocaust stuff. And now as a, as a grown up and somebody that was, that's much more keen and, and tuned into like father son stuff and, and all that stuff. Like I was just, I was, that's the stuff that I was there for. Yeah, I totally agree with David. By the way, I think the book is it, it's it's subtle, but I think it matures in tandem with its readers. Like I definitely didn't pull all of the the feelings from it now that I did on my initial read. Uh, I was more concerned with the 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 formal aspects of it, the art style, and the way he mm-hmm. he he manipulated the sequentials to. To his own ends, and I mean, I've, we haven't really talked about the art, but I think um, I had to laugh in MetaMouse. Art says, you know, I, I I took this style because to hide the fact that I can't draw, and I think that's total bull, <laughs> total bullshit, right? Um, but I mean, the visuals of Mouse are, I think, impeccable. They're 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 every bit as gritty and as rough and ragged as the story demands, even the 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 mundane discussions with with art and his father in uh, post um liberation i think there there's a rawness to it that that works really well with the emotions um they're delineating if that makes any sense but yeah i, I mean when i first read this i'm like oh man this is nice to look at i love this i wish i could do it and, you know and as i've grown i don't want to say matured but as i've aged <laughs> I I I pull things from it now that the younger me wouldn't even consider. Like, yeah. you know, I, again to just to reiterate, I was all team art initially when I, but now I'm 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 solely in in Vladek's camp. Like to, to mangle a, a, a metaphor, but um, yeah, I think. I identify with Vladek. You know, I'm just trying to to impart some some of my well worn wisdom to my son, and he's not having it. I just want to, I just want to spend time with him. That's it. Yeah, Give Vinny beats a break. He'll he'll come around and and just yeah. But when he does, I'll be dead. <laughs> and you just want to spend the forty five cents on a hot dog. You don't want to spend a lot of money on a meal. It's That's fine. Fair. I get it. It's you know. There's I. Early on, when I'm reading it, when when I started it, I was looking at at the art. I'm I'm looking at the way art lays out a page. I'm I'm looking how thick the lines are because it, this this was a story that takes years to complete, not not just tell but but to be published. And I you know I'm trying to see you know where where things might have changed, where he might have tightened things up, or was he a little looser? But that all quickly went away just because I was the story took support over how not how it looked but just i wasn't i wasn't trying to figure out like oh who his influences are or who where did i maybe see that i, I, didn't, I didn't care i just no I, I, I i'm just i'm reading the story and that's 
Yeah, you're right. No one. But you know how I do with any other book when, when we're trying to talk, when we're reviewing things and we're talking about, oh, you know, and his art style reminds you, you know, I, there, there was none of that. Um, if anything, German expressionism, which is totally ironic. Yeah, like wood. Stuff like <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wood etching is what I mean, especially the, the prisoner from hell. I'm like, everything is like, or even the the um, the end papers. It's like it, it all looks like it was carved from wood. The um, yeah, it, uh, it it looks like China marker in some some sections. The, it's like the, pure understanding comics. Like it's that it's that that thing where words and pictures become the same thing, and it just goes yep. right into your brain. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it all just works. Together. Well, it, it's in, in in foodie terms, it's a reduction, right? The the you spend a lifetime as an artist boiling down all of your influences into the the barest essence of what makes your visual voice unique to you right you you jettison the shit that's not working usually when you start off as an artist i mean i'm only speaking from experience but i'm guessing tony will will echo this you try and get as detailed as possible it's like oh look at all the work i put into this and this 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 belt you can see every a bit of ammo on this belt and look at it i i i rendered everything and after a while it's like that shit's not important yeah right important. The, the, mm-hmm. right exactly the the thing that's important is is you've you've boiled away all of the extraneous crap that you don't need and now you have this the 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 bare minimum of lines that are going to impart the feelings that you're trying to 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 generate and that that only comes from experience art would never be able to draw this as as a 20 something or, well, which or is not to say also that like he wasn't going nuts on these pages like every one of these pages is rendered within an inch of its life like he's doing cross hatching he's doing all sorts of different sort of like yeah but it's all simple yeah but like like I, i've drawn simple this is not simple. <laughs> I mean, I, I, a quote from from an interview that he did uh, that kind of speaks to this. Where and, and it, it's he, where he says, uh, "In making Mouse, I found myself drawing every panel, every figure over and over." That's the thing. That's so the just thing. To it down to an essence, as if each panel was an attempt to invent a new word, rough hewn but streamlined. You right. Know? There's a whole lot of work that happened. Un, uh, unseen by the the viewer like he, right. again he just couldn't lay a panel down he had to thumbnail it over and over and over and over to to get that that perfect combination of of positive and, and negative space i i understand it but when you look at that's the, the point i'm trying to make the 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 simp- simplicity of the line the the layouts are very complex i think but but the line is super simple, and the, the 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 like the mice and the cats they're reduced to mere shapes. Mm-hmm. The the fact that he doesn't the hands are what did he call the fingers bananas like banana hands that he doesn't draw joints they're just like really quick in quotes quick because they're not because he thumbnailed them. But anyway, the the it seems effortless when you look at it on the page, but that the 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 information that's being um held held from you is the fact that he's worked all this out many 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 times before so it's great that we have that, that there's metamouse like metamouse i think is bigger than mouse combined right like it's, yeah. it's, it's 
Okay, it's like the Criterion Collection of Mouse. Yeah, it's perfect. I, and, and I'm glad David ordered it because I think I don't think you need it, but I think it the revelations within the pages of MetaMouse are very important to a deeper understanding of not the story but the events that led to him mm-hmm. creating the story. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've we've barely I mean we touched on the beginning, but we've barely really touched on probably the most commonly discussed component of this book, which is the anthropomorphism, right? I mean, um, you know, and, and obviously MetaMouse, a big chunk of that is is our talking about how he, why and how pretty much how sick he is being asked for decades. I don't blame time. him. Yeah, I don't blame him at all. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't blame him. But at the same point in time, I mean, it was when you when you do a book like this and you make it anthropomorphized and you name it Mouse, I mean, if, if, you're, you're pretty much screaming to the high to the high heavens that that's an important component to the book right? and it is yeah because yeah. Uh, as we said at the, the 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 top end of the the episode the germans saw the jews as vermin and and there's even a a, a historical bit of uh ephemera uh, there's a uh, an illustration in there where there's a rat with a a, a, a jewish uh, a very a very racist and 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 uh, stylized depiction of a Jewish man as the head of a rat, you know, and and they they were seen as something to be eradicated because they were an, they they were an infestation mm-hmm. to the to the Nazis, right? But yeah. um, and also not to go in circles, but like the reason why this is so effective and and why you can place yourself in it is because they're not people. Because yeah, it's an emotional cushion to what's happening. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that the the Germans were cats was, uh, I mean, if there's a natural predator yep. for for mice and rats, it's a cat. And the Americans Everyone were dogs for the same cat. reason. Yeah. Uh, I I, I kind of take uh, the side of the poles with him making them pigs. I mean, it's not a, not a very flattering depiction of of the the, the Polish people to make yes. them pigs, but. Well, you know, and, and I mean, well, he made I mean, the French guy f- a frog. Yeah, I was so say, I mean, but the the poles as pigs made sense on multiple levels too, because not only not only like you said, it wasn't a, a flattering depiction, and and why would a, a Polish Jew uh, view non-Jewish uh, Polish citizens favorably, given what had happened? But also, um, you know, in the in the Jewish faith, uh, you know, swine is no good. You don't dig on swine. So yeah. Um, so again, a very apropos American dogs because they were cats, natural predators, and. Oops. Like yep. how sweet is it in the beginning of the second volume when he's talking to his wife about how he's going to portray yes. book because she's French, she's not Jewish, but she converted, and mm-hmm. then you see like, he, well, we'll just draw you as a mouse then. Like it's just it's like such a sweet like for as much as he's a dick in the whole book. Like I just thought that was such a sweet. <laughs> well, she she wanted to be a mouse. Yeah, of course. And I think she, I mean he clearly uh, loves her. I mean, there's oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And I think she's a very very attractive mouse. <laughs> she's the art director for the New Yorker. Yeah. Um yeah. she she he did as you said he did raw in tandem with with her. It was a Spiegelman uh uh Francois Mouly production. Mm-hmm. So um and, and do you have any issues of raw? No, no, I don't think I've ever read an issue. Oh, man, it's amazing. There's a lot of panther in there, so that's what attracted me to it. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from art. But um yeah, remember when we were at uh, Heroes and and Piscor was buying up all the copies oh, yeah. of, of Raw he could. I'm like, that's when I knew Ed was pretty much legit and not just like <laughs> going through the motions. Poser. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nice. um, 
So, uh, uh, so one magazine is expensive. <laughs> no shit. No shit. There, there's a, a compilation called Read Yourself Raw that is significantly cheaper than buying the original issues, mm-hmm. but it's still up there. Tony's like, let's see, buy some raw issues off eBay or get another Chap Yap page. I think I'll right? go yeah. Chap Yap. <laughs> I mean, my extreme. There's no <laughs> Chap Yap pages to be had. Lifehill <laughs> <laughs> has them all in his vault. Oh, God. I was, yeah. one one thing that, um, that did surprise me was that, because it's two books, that um, Auschwitz doesn't appear until the second one. I it, it, uh, The first book is... They're both important, but I was surprised at how um, how little uh, compared to the second book, uh, there was so much about about the occupation and being in the camps and and what they went through uh, towards the end of the war. But it it it's still it, that was just it was I expected it to mostly be about auschwitz and and uh, mm-hmm. i think well, part of that is because uh, uh spiegelman uh after his dad passed away in 82 and he started working on the book he took a trip to europe and uh yeah. and to, to to learn more outside of his dad's experiences about the camps and everything uh before he did the, the second uh half so i think that probably played a role in that wow, okay. I, I also think we had to to know the the character of vladek uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. To actually, I don't want to say care, but to to be actually concerned yeah. about what happens to him in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. If it, if it just you know began and ended with him going to Auschwitz, I think like oh it would be it would be horrible. Uh, but art covers a lot of ground in the first book in terms of of fleshing out his father, who the man was, and uh, another thing that really got me. Was the fact that Art or Vladik's father-in-law was very well-to-do? Yeah, had a lot of money, mm-hmm. and and one of the things that it was it was uh, repeated throughout the book was that money would buy you certain um, opportunities that that the average Jew did not uh, receive, but in the end, even his father-in-law's millions yeah couldn't save him and and the um i was a little bit confused initially when um the father-in-law gives vladik the money to open the uh, the factory so it's like so he didn't really work for it like he's just been given this handout and and that you know set him down a a, a road of prosperity but I think it's irrelevant in terms of the story. Like that was just Vladek being in, again in the right place at the right time, using his uh, resources to 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 further himself. So it's I don't think it was the fact that you know he didn't really do anything for it. It was a gift. No, I think Vladek just took the opportunity and and did what he did with it. You know, spotlights the importance of family and how that whole thing just got completely destroyed. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Well, also though, I mean, make a big deal about about getting gifted this this 
the factory because that was just like a norm like that was what was normal at the time yeah not yeah, once but say, twice was gallery, right i mean that was a, yeah. like right i mean uh vladik even acknowledges that one of the reasons he he wanted to marry anya is because she was well to do like okay, right and well to do I mean, and was, and the woman that was throwing herself at him yeah. yeah he was just like well you know her parents didn't have anything right uh and so uh it was great to have sex with her but uh, there was really no future in it i missed the days of dowries man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i didn't get one it was was homely and well to do like the the right. hair girl was pretty and then oh the I, I just had like my mom was kind of ugly oh i love the the panel when um what was the girlfriend's name david Lucia, where where Lucia, Lucia looks, or, yeah. yeah, Lucia or Lucia, whatever. She looks at the picture of of Anya. Yes. And she says, "Oh, what a beauty you have!" Yeah, right. And it's just like, <laughs> "Bitch, what is right. you're, well, so you're, you're, the style is that they have the exact same face." Well, yeah, he does draw Vladik with wider set eyes than 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 most of the mice, but yeah, they pretty much all look alike. He. Um, and then, of course, she's she's throwing herself at him back, on the floor, holding on to his pants, like no, don't leave me. <laughs> and then she fucking sets up the whole thing where he's like, where where he shows up at at, at Anya's house, and and Dad's there, like he's like, yeah, we got to we got to talk. And and of course, you know, he's like, listen, I know who wrote this letter. I know, I bet I know what it says. You don't believe, and and you know, it's I'm, obviously it worked out, and I'm I'm glad it did. But it, it's I I I've known women like that and it's uh, they weren't women at the time but it's like yeah that's 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 some I, you, you you miss 100% of the shots you yeah. don't take but it's good good for her for trying but listen the heart wants what the heart wants and yeah. you don't want you but art titles the chapter the chic yeah. <laughs> it's like okay also david saying it worked out is an incredible overstatement <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing ever worked out less than this story uh, yeah uh, any any final thoughts on this? Park, so, so. Uh, I mean, I think that um, I mean we've we've kind of alluded to it, but I think that obviously the impact of this book not only does it warrant you were really kind of hitting it. I mean, we're talking about this versus Watchmen for, per se, like in terms of of uh, elevating the idea of comics and a graphic novel. Uh, above sort of the uh like like trash disposable consumer art yes. that it, it often was nothing touches this right i mean this is what did it i mean it's a, which is why i won a pulitzer and it really was the first time where you started seeing people say comics can be a powerful medium to tell really yeah. important stories and and people are like oh yeah like what like mouse oh okay yeah. so so that that that's for sure but then the other thing too i was really and i didn't realized this in my earlier readings of this but in preparation for this um how many of the seminal uh independent creators uh that are in our mindscape now uh basically pulled direct line to spiegelman and say were it not for spiegelman's mouse i wouldn't be a comics creator and like i just looked in and i i found direct quotes for from jeff smith Chris Ware, Charles Burns, and Gene Lewin Yang, all who said Mouse is what wanted to make me be a great cartoonist and a, and a comic creator. Like so, um, and I'm sure there are many, many more. But but I mean, those are four like Hall of Fame level, you know, like uh, like creators. Uh, and so it's just I, I, it is fascinating to me, and that's also kind of fascinating in that I don't, and I don't know if you got this vibe uh, when you guys were were checking out 
like interviews with art and stuff. But like, I get this sense that even though he's incredibly proud of Mouse, I do get this sense that that he he is a bit exhausted by the fact that like that's all he's known for. Yep. To most people. Yep. It's it's you the know? monolith in two thousand and one. Yep. It's yep. the it's the thing you can't ignore. Yep. In the story, he canonically says that like he lives in his father's shadow. And then, like, oh, well, how about this? What if you live in your father's shadow for the rest of time? Yeah, for the rest of yep. After your grandchildren. Your greatness is your, is your father's shadow. Like, that yeah. is what makes you great, yeah. Yep. But that's very fitting. He, sh- mm-hmm. he should be living in his father's shadow, where, uh, yes, he, he has created a work of art that will outlast every iteration of his bloodline, but it still doesn't compare with the 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 uh huge six incredibly successful uh way his father manipulated his life to come out uh through the death camps like yeah this, the art's great wonderful it, art is is very useful in in teaching and and experiencing things but how does that compare to a man who survived the Nazi death camps. Like it, mm-hmm. it, 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 there's, it, it, the scales are not balanced at all. What do you think goes out first if it's the four of us? I feel like uh, me and David are, are we're goners. I feel like between between Vince and Jason, like who do, who do you think lasts the longest? In a, I, in a death camp? Are you are you saying in the same situation as Vladek? Say we're in Vladek times, yeah. Mm. I love David, but David well, would I mean, probably. I'm around, so I'm probably be all right. <laughs> yeah, no. I, what it was is David would probably be the first to go because well, because he he, because he lives with it. Mean, no, but he lives with his heart on his sleeve, and David would try and do the right thing in every circumstance, and I think that would be his undoing. I, I'm just saying, I would try and save him, but I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I feel like I would have gave up real easy. Like, Vladek just has such a strength and such No, a- I was going to say, I mean, real talk, I, I don't, like, any time I've ever, I mean, I still remember, like it was yesterday, going to the Holocaust Museum a year after it opened, and just, like, I, I'm always overwhelmed by stories like this in the sense that I don't understand how, like, sure, was Vladek a perfect person? No. no. But, like, I, I'm amazed that he, even in his old age, was generally, at least in his, like, the way Art portrayed him, uh, you know, a dude who's like relatively happy with his life, like what is lot in life. And it's like, you know, and I, and I having, I had, I've had the privilege of, of meeting several Holocaust survivors and, and, and hearing their stories. And it's like, every time I'm left with, I would have been done. Like, even if, yeah. even if I was fortunate enough to make it through, I would have been so morbidly depressed and shell shocked and PTSD and, and but, full of hatred and vitriol. Like I would have either died or like, I, I like, I don't like I, I would have been a goner. Wouldn't there be a bitterness to your life? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, what is this TV thing? Why should I watch this? I'm probably, you know, all the shit that I've experienced and, and TV like, this is what my, this is my reward. <laughs> horrible, horrible. I mean, I can't even fathom. Yeah. What did you think about the part at the towards the very end where he introduces the idea that Vladek is racist? Okay, interesting. Now, yeah, that, <laughs> that is. It, there was nothing. There was no introducing that. You know, he may be. No, that's that is that's something that I 
witnessed firsthand, not, mm-hmm. not with my father, but there, there were moments where, um, and listen, I, my, my great grandparents on my, my father's, they, they lived in Bridgeport and Bridgeport, Connecticut is a hell of a lot more like Baltimore than it is Bel Air. So there may be things that my great grandfather witnessed or experienced or had to deal with that uh, that may have caused him to say things or react to situations. Would I think that he is? Did I think my great grandfather was racist? No, but there were things that just like my paternal grandparents I mean, he probably uh, was say, given his age well, i mean most yeah, of our grandparents were straight racist i mean he 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 you know as far as the 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 shots that there were my my maternal grandparents they it, it took them forever to stop using the term colored and but that's you know at the end that that's the era that's how everybody but um the whole the whole situation with the car ride and the hitchhiker and 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 how Vladek reacted to that that is something that that very very that rang true so loudly but uh it it didn't it didn't seem like it came out of left field for me it didn't seem like it was something that art was just trying to you know drag his father down with some sort of label it it's some it, it as soon as it happened i was like yeah okay it 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 it, it is that that's that's how it is. I see. I yeah. took it to be art. Art wanting to put that in there because of the absolute incredulity of of the realization that even someone who survived a, a genocide and was literally tried to have anyone like wiped off the face of the earth because of his race is still more than capable of having uh, strongly held. Um, stereotypes and uh, and 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 issues with people that are different from them, like it, it, it like it's not you, you, even if 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 a Holocaust Jew like his dad couldn't be cured of bigotry, like no one is is can can be yeah. been cured of it. Like, I totally I, agree with you, right? Totally. Like and he was and 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 because Art was the next generation, he was absolutely baffled by it. He's like, how could you? Be yeah. racist, and yet, yeah. like, and but that's how it was, right? And again, like we talked about this a million times. I mean, my grandfather was both my grandfathers were straight up racist. Of course, they were. They were white men growing up in the in in the forties. Like, they, like it just was the way they lived their life. And then my dad was raised racist, but he learned not to be racist because of his his circumstances and growing up in a much more integrated world and being a cop where, you know, 95% of the people he arrested were, 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 you know, young men of color. And he started realizing like, it's the system that's forcing this situation. They're good, you know, like, so he learned and then our generation, because we, like, we were able to see it far more clearly and be like, nah, like racism is, and now, so we're still, I mean, even our, like, Half of our generation still doesn't believe like systemic racism is a thing, and hopefully, yeah. yep. next generation that'll be twenty percent, and then three generations will all fully accept that racism is a real thing and be fighting against it. But like, so like I didn't view it as like a, a, a like a, a a pejorative on his dad. Like I'm going to take my dad down a peg and show you all. He's. It was more of like his absolute bafflement that a guy who lived through you know genocide could still harbor bigotry and like it's just the human condition to, to exactly to yeah, yeah. And push yeah. away things that are different from you yeah I, are, you know 
art put that that sequence in there for a reason, right? And, and I think yes, um, for all the reasons that you you described. But I also think that he wanted that in there to say that I th- it's inherent in humanity to hate and fear things that are different yeah. from them. Yeah, and it's pretty cynical. Yes, and the fact that you number one you need to realize and recognize it in yourself and take steps to deal with it and so here's a generation uh, a man from a generation that he survived racial um eradication and yet he's still racist that that the fact that he's still racist is inherent in the fact that he's human and you need to take steps to purge that from not only yourself, but every, you know, hopefully as an organism, humanity will purge racism at a, at a certain point in our evolution, hopefully. But I, I, I think, again, I thought that scene was, was brilliantly crafted in, in, in for all the reasons Jason just said. Because how could a person who experienced racism firsthand be racist? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't connect. And yet he was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you need I mean, to do something about it. To take it to a genre place, it's like when the, you know, at the end of Carrie, when the hand comes up out of the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. It's exactly like that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. I love Tony. Good. Oh, goodness. God, that was great. All right. There's no top in that. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> That's the cherry on the top. Right yeah, there. it's like the end of Carrie. So... <laughs> Can that can that be the episode name? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, like the end of Carrie. We hope you've enjoyed this. If you would like to participate in our books of the month, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash eleven o'clock comics. Um, look around if you 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 find the landscape to your liking, join up, and then you will be able to put a little bug in our ear and suggest the book of the month. Um, and if you get uh, chosen. We'll call y'all out. I don't think we did that this time. We did not. We had a no. I do want to thank those that did recommend Mouse. Uh, we the the form is up. If you go to Patreon.com, uh, you can go ahead and uh, slash Eleven O'clock Comics. The um, look for the Book of the Month tab tag and uh, look for February's form. Give us your suggestion. Um, We'll uh, we'll close it, um, say about a week from now, and uh, we'll, we'll announce it. We'll we'll close it about the middle of the next week, so we can deliberate and and, and announce it. Uh, since it is a short month, we are looking for something that's a little lighter, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of um, palette cleanse. Uh, yeah, uh, it's for those that asked, especially on the Slack, uh, whether or not the last month's suggestions carry over we don't clear it uh, I, we're, we're not you know just restarting i your old suggestions are still kept so um by all no. means if you have something new to, to no 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 i'm not saying we're adding I, i'm just like listen if, if if three people recommended something last month and another four people recommended this month and they, it sounds like they want to hear us talk about it then it's something we can consider but sure Go ahead and, and, and nominate what you want to nominate. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of... I don't know. Are, are we 
Are we resetting it every month? Or I, I'm, I'm saying no. I'm we're going to reset it. If if you nominated X last month, nominate Y this month. Come on, right? Mix that's it what up. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, sure, there's, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a, there's enough to read out there, and uh, yes. we're going to do a much better job at uh, acknowledging who uh, flew the flag for uh, right. whatever yeah, the book of the month. So in 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 uh, tip of the hat to the letter columns of old, we're going to do a, an addendum next episode and tell you who suggested mouse nice so also uh while we have him on the show we do need to give our boy here a humongous thank you yeah because uh we didn't talk about this last week did we no it didn't exist last week okay yeah we we we, i think any any non-new listeners uh know that we have a uh logo that appears on our various and sundry podcast feeds and social media posts and all that and uh, we have been very fortunate over the years to have basically a, a new logo every year designed. We have a little contest. We ask uh, we ask listeners and friends to submit ideas, and we've been fortunate to get quite a lot over the years and then pick some awesome ones. Dap has one of them tattooed on his arm. Um, and Pressure. When, yeah, right. When we when we put the, uh, the siren song out this year, uh, we, we did not in any way uh, uh, anticipate the graciousness of our good friend here. And his co-creators of Stray Dogs, Tone Rodriguez and Trish Forstner, who collaborated on turning the three of uh, of us Jamokes into uh, Stray Doggos. And our 2022 uh, 11 O'Clock Comics logo is us as Stray Dogs done by this killer team led by Tony. So much love to you, man. You know, we told you offline how much we appreciated it, but I, I definitely didn't want to uh, not let it out into the airwaves because it's it's awesome and we will uh, we will wear it with pride. Thanks, man. And, and listen, this is not a, a episode to promote on, of course, but <laughs> like uh, keen-eyed Stray Dogs readers will will pick up some eleven o'clocky uh, references in in Stray Dogs Dog Days too. I threw some 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 eleven o'clock family members in that book. Oh, it's sitting right here. It's sitting right next to me. I may have to read it now before I go to bed. Yes, you please do. And I I was asked if uh, I I think we know that the. Trish works digitally, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I, I'll have to break her heart because uh, somebody requested a page, um, and yeah, I, I I read the issue. It's it's fantastic. I I, I, I thank you. I seriously appreciate it. So does she. Um, and as far as we don't have to wait until the next book of the month, the person, the fabulous patron who suggested mouse was none other than longtime slack founding member kevin quas oh snap nice, nice oh that's wonderful okay Thank great you, kevin. and also i'd like to give a shout out to this motherfucker tony allman from the mcminiman county school board in tennessee i wasn't going to read this book <laughs> this week uh but i uh as always i just got caught up in the news cycle and i was like let me give this motherfucking thing another look so Fuck Tony Allman. Wow. Fuck County School Board as a record label uh, and as a motherfucking crew. Uh, this is this is what happens. You get us talking for three hours and 18 minutes about Mouse. Now, true. now what are you going to do? Yeah. There you go. Well, we did want to keep this, you know, a little That's bit right. classy. It's a party, it's a party shop. Yeah. It's a party shop. But, you know, I, what I want to know is, and I mean, initially I didn't understand why my nose was so far up David's butt. But I guess it works. Mm-hmm. Because art imitates life. 
And it smells so good. Yeah. yeah. That's true. All right, everybody. Hey, if you enjoyed this, please check us out in other realms of the internet. We're on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. We hope you come back if this is your first exposure because there's a whole lot of uh, comics to talk about. And we will be covering all of it, sometimes with Tony. He's a frequent guest. If uh, if he ever decides he wants to make a you know permanent gig, we we'll consider it. We you know we. <laughs> stuff I read this week that I feel like I got to come back at least sometime soon. I got to talk about all this shit. Nice. I was like, okay. we'll talk about mouse. Then we'll talk about some other comics. Here we are, three hours later. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? In 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 light of the subject matter and the execution, I don't think it would be fitting to talk about anything other than mouse. Agreed. But yeah. that just gives you the opportunity to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so do what you got to do and say good night. <laughs> I got one too. Can you hear it? That's oh yeah. Can you tell I was drinking the whole time. We didn't do the drink roll call out of respect. I think. But it's that's exactly right. why. Yeah the end i was a little loose we didn't we didn't do the inner travels either i i, I would normally if, if we probably will have some first-time listeners to this episode we normally do a, a drink roll call at the beginning and we uh we wrap up the show by each telling you something that you should be reading so yes and Did we'll do how mad facebook old-timey comic book creators were about uh, arts beagleman this week they 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 hate it I did not. I, I no. I'm, I sound, I sound, I'm, it seems like I'm glad to have not known that. But yeah. what do you mean so, they hate him? Well, Chaykin despises him. Larry Hama despises him. You know, because he's been, he's been an indie comic snob for his whole life. Like he's out here doing dope shit like this in 1986. He doesn't have any time for that nonsense. He's a, he's why a, does Chaykin hate him? He just finds him personally deplorable. He obviously says Mouse is is incredible. Oh, okay, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I honestly don't know enough about art as a human being. But based on his own portrayal of himself in this, I I, I could imagine right. he's probably a pretty difficult dude to to befriend in real life. I, well, I, I would argue you don't need to know anything about the the man that is Art Spiegelman to um. Appreci- well, it sounds like Tony's saying they have issues with him as a human person. Being. Doesn't not, does, not. doesn't matter. Just just I, I think the art is the thing that speaks. So Vince, I'm just adding a little flavor. That's oh, I get it. No, I get it. But who cares? Shaken is is so fa- I I. I um, Bill Cox had shaken on last, this past weekend, for, and I don't know if you watched it, Tony, but I did. And shaken yeah. uh, is unendingly fascinating to me because he, in the course of an interview, and I've seen many of his, I wow. will fist pump with total agreement and then want to punch him in the face. Right. Like he says so many things with such gusto and i think some of them are absolutely nonsensically bad takes and i think others are like impeccably good takes i wish more people were willing to say it's like he just it's it's just fascinating to me i I, his dismissiveness about the genre superhero part of did we say david yet no which is david david just say david i'll give you a gimme david david Uh, he's such a provocateur it's so incongruent with like his his informed takes about all the other parts of it, you know, where he's just like, this part is disposable, this is bullshit nonsense, and then everything else, you know. He he went off about how he thinks original art is stupid, and he doesn't understand why anyone would value it and pay <laughs> money for it. The whole point is he's on Comic Art Live, hosted by Bill Cox, 
to sell 12 commissions that he did for the show. <laughs> and he buys, like, magazine illustrations, you know? Like, he buys that, that stuff that he likes. I know, know, it's great. It's a real disconnect. You know, coming from the guy that depicted a buxom transvestite vampire holding a dick and asking somebody off-panel if they want some of this, you gotta take Chaikin's comments with a big old grain of salt. Huge fan of Stray Dogs, though, so we, of course, that... Oh, no, I love Shaken, but... You know, I don't. I don't think he even buys his own shtick. We're not. I agree. I feel like if you if you looped a bunch of his interviews together, you could easily find contradictions. Sure, sure. But he is a character, and the yes. world the world loves characters. He's a raconteur. Yes, sure. and I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I say he's unendingly fascinating. Like I'm like, yeah, you tell him, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like all in the same interview. <laughs> yeah. Right. I could do it less singing. I feel like his preoccupation with mu- with musicals is too. Is, I can't go there. No, with it. it's, yeah. I love a musical, but he's just way way over the top of it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think I think we went over the edge towards the end, but that's okay. So so come back next time. We'll be here waiting for you with a yeah. a, a hot or cold beverage, maybe a sandwich. We love you so much. <laughs> what, <are> we Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> we gave, we gave you a little taste of what you might expect on a non. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This end. This end cap here is more typical of the of the. Yes. That's the, a, another great Jewish creator, though. Like we, you know, give this give this man his due. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking yeah, of, that's, of that, that, that's why for me, yes, he says things. He's he may be abrasive or or not. Uh, he may may not see eye to eye on certain creators or certain things, but I'm I'm never. It, it's hard for me to say that I I I'll, I'll never love the guy. Yeah, but that's, all that's all he has to do is drop a copy of Stars My Destination on the table, and he's just like, "I'm out, bitch," because that book is just freaking glorious. That's uh, like I, his first year. That's just one. yeah. I mean, listen, I, we've said this before. We'd I'd, I'm, we'd all love to have him on the show. I would yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Black Kiss, love that too. I love all of it. Yeah. So that's that guy's a friend. Yeah, we're out of here. We love you. Say goodnight, people. And before we do that, we must give it up for our brother Tony for helping us out in this endeavor. If you haven't read Stray Dogs, what's wrong with you? Go out there and get get some Stray Dogs and check out Tony's other works because the man can draw. A lot of people are calling it the next mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. And, and by a lot of people, he just needs the people in his studio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, God, we love you. We're out of here. Bye. You can't leave with just, you got to say goodnight. Goodnight. Again. Goodnight. 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 Goodn